Welcome everybody to episode 143 of the China Show. So good to have you here. We are today um, having our show on Thursday rather than Friday because there have been some new developments regarding the overseas Chinese police stations we wanted to talk uh, to you about. It's kind of important we get it out there. But we have a regular show for you today, so get ready for everything you've come to expect from the China Show. And what do you say we saunter right into it? Let's do it. Okay, so we're going to go directly into what's new. And this is where we talk about what's new with regards to China. And what is new right now is this. Yeah, somebody just sent this to uh, us earlier. Mm -hmm. And it says, China blocks visas for South Korea and Japan over COVID restrictions. Now, what's happened is really make it super succinct. It's so tit for tat. It's so dumb. Yeah. China basically says that it's discriminatory to ask Ch people coming from China, flying from China, to have a negative PCR test, a negative COVID test, right? Yes. It's par for the course. It's normal, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I guess Japan and South Korea had these restrictions. They said, if you're flying from China because there's a massive outbreak there, yeah. then you better have a negative test. And right? it doesn't Simple. matter, even if you're Korean or whatever. It doesn't matter what race Because, like, are. you know, there's lots of Koreans working and yeah. living in China. Yeah. So when they fly back, they have to also yeah. get tested. It's not discriminatory against you based on your nationality. No, where you're it's flying where from. you're flying from. You're uh, literally a black dude from Nigeria flying from Beijing trying mm -hmm. to go to Korea or Japan. Then you still need to have a... Negative PCR test. It doesn't matter who you are or where you're from. Yeah. I don't care who <laughs> you are. Enough. <laughs> it turns out, Backstreet Boys, that was all about COVID tests. Yes, then. exactly. Yeah. Anyway, not discriminatory. Mm -hmm. It's absolute nonsense. Yes. And they, China freaks out. They said, no. But this is what makes this even crazier. Okay. Yeah. China, which the entire country has COVID, by the way. Yes. Or has just recently had it. Hundreds yeah. of millions of people. Yeah. China requires a negative PCR test. China requires a negative COVID test if you're to go to China. Yes. Right? So they're calling the rest of the world racist mm -hmm. for saying that you need to have a negative COVID test if you're flying from China. But they're but it's not racist that. that China requires a negative PCR test. Uh, from yeah, around it's the just world. absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, um, if you read about it, China said now they've just blocked all short-term visas for Koreans and yes. uh, Japanese people when they try to apply. Um, and they said that they will adjust this if the uh, discriminatory practices of, you know, requiring PCR tests of people flying from China are lifted. Yes, now I'll make this even worse. Okay. Because what it makes, what you just said, makes it sound like that mm -hmm. they're doing this in retaliation. Mm -hmm. China's always required a negative PCR test. Yeah. So none of this is new. No. So I don't understand what leg they have to stand on here. What it, what what is this? It's it's one of those situations where China fully discriminates yeah. against everybody in every other country, but that's fine. Yeah. But if anyone even does even the same like what they're doing now, even just slightly the same or similar to what they do, then suddenly, oh no, we're being discriminated against and we will retaliate. Um, nobody's blocking visas for China. No. You know, it's ridiculous. It's just such a childish, ridiculous thing to do. So I got some media involved, um, mm -hmm. some other stuff, because we had okay. some people look at it for us. Mm -hmm. These are all submissions. This is this whole story is a submission uh, from you guys, and appreciate you guys being, you know, there on our subreddit and our Discord. Yeah. Um, there's a meme that came out of this. It says, Japan, South Korea, you cannot come to China. Ha ha, that's what you get for discriminating us to take your PCR test. Right? Yeah. And the response says, 
good for you <laughs> with the <laughs> yeah, U.S. Yeah. And, and Japan and South Korea. And then China gets all butt hurt. And, uh, and U.S. and Japan and Korea are playing with each other because, you know, let's be honest. We're like the best friends ever. Sure. And then North Korea says, bro, I've literally blocked your people from entering my country. And China still cries. Yeah. Because nor even North Korea yeah. blocked China from entering. Yeah, Their they only did. ally. They, I, in the beginning of the pandemic, yeah. they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes, it's just kind more. of silly. It's a silly situation. It's childish. And that's the, the government we're dealing with. We've got a lot to talk about when it comes to what's going on with the Chinese government right now, because they're trying to pivot something. They are. They are. Mm -hmm. And a uh, little water cooler diplomacy over here. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, Wang Wenbin here. And what he's talking about yes. is the U.S. needing to share information and data about its domestic COVID situation with the WHO and the international community in a timely, open, and transparent manner, and work effectively to stop the virus from further spreading. I, I just wanted to hark back to this classic tweet, because no one probably paid attention to it when mm -hmm. he said it, and just bring up the hip absolute hypocrisy of now, yeah. where China has even gotten the WHO, which it has bought and paid for, yes. concerned. Yes. Even the WHO is like, China, you got to start sharing data with us. And they're like, This nope. is ridiculous. Yeah. You're hiding everything. There are thousands of deaths per day in china of covid yeah and they're reporting like two sure right so this i just wanted to bring back some good old classic hypocrisy just like when we bring up the classic clips of when uh state media went on and said that there is no covid19 pandemic and it's not human to human transmissible yep. and they even convinced the who of that just wanted to remind everyone of the criminal organization you're dealing with absolutely all right, let's move on to the next thing. Oh, so, it's not over yet. Oh, it's not over. Okay, so what is this? Oh, yeah, this is actually, this is an unrelated meme. There we go. So it is unrelated. Yes. Okay. I so. thought this was great. This is okay. on uh, non-credible diplomacy, which is a great subreddit. And uh, China, I just thought this was such a great highlight because it makes you, puts into perspective how far China's fallen in, in diplomatic relations with the world and its position in the world. Yeah. Because honestly, like when we were in, when we lived in China, I would say up until... 2017 or so china had a decently favorable or at least neutral opinion around the world like people yeah. were like oh china is that pla that place that's and you know developing i'll be honest with you most people did have a favorable yeah. opinion they were like oh china you know that's the next yeah. big thing you know yeah. let's learn chinese it's good for business or you know that type of thing right um, especially in south africa there was yeah. a lot of that like a lot of people were looking to china as a favorable trade partner and, yes and all that kind of thing now, um, there were horrible horrible things happening behind yes. the scenes but china was playing its cards right by keeping yeah. quiet and and actually being... the, the rest of the world because let's be honest the rest of the world other than our audience generally doesn't pay attention to what's happening right. in china so right. they just have this idea of what china is right and their loose idea of what China was was good. Yes. Now their loose idea of what China is is bad. Uh, Xi Jinping has absolutely tanked yeah. China's reputation abroad. And I'm not talking about little like, oh, you know, we don't like, we don't want to deal with China on this policy or whatever. I'm talking about across the board. Yes. And I, I thought this meme was great. So for listeners, I'll read it. It says, confident in my position of strength in the region. There's China, right? Yeah. South Korea and Japan working together despite animosity between themselves because of each other. Yeah. Japan and South Korea hated each other. Oh, yeah. Now yeah. they're like hand in hand. Yep. And it's the Philippines and Japan reaching unprecedented levels of military cooperation, including Japan sending fighter jets for the first time since World War II. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yep. Then Indian Air Force and Japan Air, Air Self-Defense Force about to embark on their first ever bilateral exercise. The whole, not only yeah. globally, the whole region is turned on China. Yeah. Like overnight. Did you include the Australian Prime Minister, I mean, the, the Australian... Um, 
what's his name diplomat oh, yeah, Chinese, that's you, that's you put that in here yeah, okay, okay, okay just, just checking yeah. okay good all right cool yeah um it is true china's really bought upon itself a lot of scrutiny that it probably wanted to avoid yes Let's put it that way yeah uh just somebody on our subreddit had uh, mm-hmm. out of curiosity i decided to visit websites of various chinese embassies to see if they require negative pcr tests before entering the country. Spoiler, they all do. Yes. So even officially on all their websites, they're whining and saying that everyone's discriminatory and racist by asking people flying from China to have a negative PCR test, but all the embassies for China saying, if you're going to go to China, says you need to have a negative PCR test. Yeah. Again, I don't know how we're even having this dialogue. I, You know, this, this irks me a lot. This has always irked me a lot. And remember, not that long ago, uh, maybe a couple of years ago, there was that whole fiasco in, where was it, Switzerland with the family that tried to sleep in the lobby of the hotel. Yeah. And then they're like, you, this is killing. Sweden, yeah. The Sweden. Yeah. I always get those two confused. I'm sure lots of people do. Yeah. I'm not the it's, only one who gets... It's like a Sw- classic foible. It's, it's, it's like, I know the difference between the countries, but if somebody tells me something happened in Switzerland and I'm not paying attention, I'll think it happened in Sweden. Sure. Just because it sounds similar. Yeah, to it's me. so not. not I know, I know, yeah. I know. I know it's completely different countries. It's, yeah. All right, it just happens. Northern right? Europe, yeah. Yeah, anyway, Sweden. so the fact of the matter is um, there's this outrage that poured out of China at the time because this family uh, tried to sleep for free in the lobby because they had a booking for the next day and they thought that they could just sleep in the lobby of the hotel for mm-hmm. that one night and then stay their legitimate night this the next killing. day. Yeah, and this, this is killing or whatever. You probably know about it. You've probably heard about it. But at the time, I just rem- remember the outrage on the Chinese internet and in Chinese society about these poor Chinese citizens being discriminated against at, the hostel, at, yeah. at a hostel or yeah. whatever, hotel. The hostel, yeah. It was a hostel. And I was like, bitch, <laughs> okay, we travel around China and every time we go to any slightly like not main city, yeah. The hotels say foreigners are not allowed to stay. Yeah. We have been kicked out and made to forced to be sleeping over, on the street. Over over 15 times. It's like, what are you yeah. talking about? But the whole of China is like, oh, discrimination, right. racism against... They were trying to break the law and sleep in <laughs> a lobby. The, break the policy. Yeah, yeah, break the policy of the, the, the law of the hotel, okay? If, you, <laughs> the law of the if hotel. I have a hotel, yes. I am laying down the law. Nobody sleeps in my lobby. Yeah, no. you pay for a room. You don't come camp out for free no. so that and then they get this whole thing going on about like oh the rest of the world is so discriminatory against chinese people and i was like seriously that got my goat you know yeah, what i mean yeah. i was like this is rubbish remember Typical that remember we had to sleep in that freaking shack in yes. guayjou remember we literally had to sleep in an open sh- in an open sh- it didn't even have four walls yeah it was a shack in the woods yeah no there was no power or anything we literally had to hike into the woods find a shack yeah and it was like uh, we had built a fire to so we mm-hmm. didn't freeze. We almost killed ourselves, remember, in Hunan, where we couldn't find a place to stay in one town. Yes. And they sent us to another town. We still couldn't find a no. place. No foreigners allowed. Plenty of hotels, by the way. Hour, hour, over an hour ride, yeah. two hours ride. We get to the next place. Also, no, no foreigners allowed. Yeah. We had to continue. Now, we've been riding for like 14, 15 yeah. hours straight. We're tired. We're exhausted. We need a place to sleep. We cannot no find a allowed. place to stay because foreigners... Even though we're 100% legal, yep. nothing wrong with us. Full we have, residence permit. Yeah, we have, we're married to locals. Yep. We've got everything. But no, because you're a foreigner, you may not stay in a hotel. Yeah. It's bullshit. So when China pulls this discrimination shit like they're doing with this whole uh, travel thing, it gets my goat because anyone who lives in China or who is traveling to China realizes just how much discrimination they have against you. 
you know? And it's like, what? where are you coming from here? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It's like a Ku Klux Klan member, like, calling someone racist. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, just uh, had to get that off my chest. Because, I, I mean, we almost died because of that crap yes. of exposure. Multiple times. And Remember Liaoning? Yeah. Literally, it was 3 a.m. Yeah, it was. You know? <laughs> <laughs> speaking, speaking of dying <laughs> we gotta set this up okay before, you know. all right um now guys you have probably heard of this uh so-called wonder medicine which is not a wonder medicine it's a bunch of bs called lianhua qingwen okay now it's been around for a while um and it's always been kind of like a treatment for colds and flu so Hey, you got a cold and flu. It's one of the things you can go buy at the pharmacy. It's Chinese medicine. Yeah. And it's, it's herbs. It's basically herbs, but it's got ephedra in it. Yeah, which is our herb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's a, an effective herb. Yeah. Okay. Gets but, your heart racing. Yeah, exactly. So you take these these tablets and it helps you with your, your symptoms of your cold and your fever. Sure. Okay. To a certain degree. Now, when COVID broke out, um, this Lianhua Qingwen, the, one of the, uh, the owners of the company, like the the half partner or whatever, he's connected to the government, he is government, and he's like, okay, when we send out these packages to people that are currently in lockdown who are not allowed to, they're not allowed to order food, their own food, they have to only accept government packages. Let's make it mandatory that these packages include Lianhua Qingwen. Okay. A bullshit Chinese herb. Yeah, which is great for treating COVID. They came up with this idea yeah. that it was a, a treatment for COVID. They even got shills and white monkeys to go out there and be like, yeah. Lianhua Qingwen capsules yeah, are yeah. good for treating COVID. Just pseudoscience yeah. bullshit medicine. Yeah. So they made this huge thing. They, they are so rich and successful because oh all the local governments were forced to purchase Lianhua yeah. Qingwen capsules to put them in these packages and these relief packages and stuff. So they've made billions of dollars yes. out of this whole thing, right? Keep in mind, this is traditional Chinese medicine. So one of the things, one of the things it touts, just so you understand, this is not like a, an approved drug, mm. is to treat the dampness of the qi. Yes. So you have to believe in qi for this to work, yeah, it's, right? It's not medicine. No. It's not no. real medicine. It's no. not scientifically proven. And it's actually banned by for sale in places like america mm. and it's banned for sale in america if you if you say it's anything at all related to covid yeah, yeah. but also because it's got a fedra in it you can't import it you can't import it yeah, yeah but there's some weird loophole because you'll see that yeah it's yeah it's sold it, here of course it is we'll get to the bottom of that but basically um you're not supposed to be able to import it and sell it you're because not it, it's not fda approved no, no. okay it's not fda fda approved. released a warning yes it. you're not supposed to be taking it in in like um a country that has science. No. Okay. Yeah. So anyway. Well said. <laughs> they have released <laughs> gems. Oh, Absolute guys, gems. You guys know all of the memes. Throw us a meme. <laughs> Throw us a random meme. Okay. Subway Wonder. Hey, do I look like a Subway Wonder, man? man? <laughs> you know the deep, the deep ass lore of this show yeah. is usually steeped in ridiculous Chinese propaganda and the white monkey jobs that they do by hiring foreigners to like spread Chinese propaganda. Lianghua Qingwen, this bullshit medicine company that is steeped in CCP corruption. Yes, yeah. Has created an ad campaign that rivals some of our best memes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. And we're going to be showing you probably one one of these every show for the next couple of shows because we came across a gold mine. And we've, we downloaded them and stored yeah. them somewhere because they'll probably nuke the channel after yeah, this. I mean, well, hopefully not. But anyway, uh, so we thought we'd start you out with this. Now, I guess we just... 
let it play. What do you say? Or do yeah. we set the scene? We just we, let it play. We can do a couple pauses. We'll interrupt. So oh yeah, we, we'll nice be. You know us. We yeah. we interrupt. That's <laughs> that's our job. Okay. Anyway, the interrupt show. We'll we'll just start. Yeah. <laughs> like a Tim and Eric sketch. Yeah. Jeff, you have a cold. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. I just he so he's chilling. Yeah, he's chilling. He's coughing. Yeah. He's sneezing, he's sick, right? Mm-hmm. And his wife, presumably his wife, has to tell him that he has yeah. a cold with a really bad like Russian English dub. Yeah, also yeah, you'll realize that the majority of the actors that they get for these English parts these days yes. are Russian yes. or um you know you you'll find Eastern European and so on because They've made it very difficult for uh, certain countries' people to actually stay in China. Yeah. So they, you know, the ones that they don't, like their allies, like Russia, they get to stay. Correct. That's, okay. That's why you'll see a lot of Russians. <laughs> yeah. Here. Anyway, let's. Everyone's take a... really, really pumped that this is like the new Daruchi guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he almost dies in this. Yeah, it? So yeah. He could join Daruchi. He, he could. Right. Let's watch again, and you'll see he makes a comeback later. He does. Jeff, you have a cold. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Did you cut that? No. Wait, he's not coughing though. No. I have a cold. <laughs> I didn't put that in there. That what? this is the this is completely uncut. This has not been edited or altered in any way, shape, or form. I can promise you that. Yeah. What? Yeah. So hang on. So she hands him Lianghua Qingwen. It's kind of bizarre where they're going with this. Let's try again. Take it. I have a cold. (laughs) Why does it sound like a computer voice? Yeah, and it's like slowed down. Yeah. And it's telepathy. Yeah, I have a cold. (laughs) It's almost like she brainwashed him. She's like, Jeff, you have a cold. You have a cold. And then he goes... (laughs) I have a cold. You know, right? But like, anyway, let's see what's going on. What's I happening? I knew you guys are going to love that yeah. one. Yeah. I have the cold. Oh, yep. Jeff. Dead man say what? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? They magically appeared. Oh, no. Where's his wife? Plot <laughs> twist. His dead wife she gave him dead. pills. She dead. Yep. This is deep as f. Yep. Jeff, you have a cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> what? <laughs> She's there again. This is like exposition. Oh I'm man. Like... Okay. I gotta, gotta go back. We gotta like. What is happening here? So many questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but now why is it in slow mo? No idea. It's like the darkest shit ever. You know <laughs> I, what I mean? Yeah, I mean the fact that this is an advert. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> Cedric says that B word is calling from beyond. <laughs> yeah, and that's man. the thing. That's what's creepy as f about this. I just want to hear that uh, you have a cold thing. Okay. Time. Yeah. All right. It's so good. It's like brainwashing or something. You mean like this part? Yeah. All right. Let's. We'll, we'll go. We'll keep yeah. ourselves. <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> yeah. Let's just run it. Okay. Jeff, you have a cold. <laughs> You have a cool quality. Yep. I have a cold. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yes. Like who wrote this? I don't know, but that's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wait, what? It's all in my mind. At least Bro, the wine like is still there. Deep stages of Alzheimer's <laughs> and dementia. Has to be. He's like, what? what Wait, how, what? I got pills in my hand? What's going Should on? Should I take these random pills that appeared in my hand? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Plot twist. <laughs> Why are there all these people in the background of that black and white photo? I it's like at the know. airport. It's <laughs> they took one photo and made it black and white. Jeff, you, you have a cold. <laughs> He's like, oh, I guess so. You just take a fistful of those <laughs> true, pills. True Blue Productions says, is this Z propaganda? <laughs> Basically. <Yeah. laughs> Remember China and Russia partnered the propaganda? This is the yeah, this is it. It's the fruits. Uh, anyway, if you think if you think that's ridiculous, this this is the tip of the yes, iceberg. Yes. It gets so much better. And you know what my favorite part yeah. is? What? The other ones include memories of these ones. Yes. So that we watched another one. It's like some wedding or some shit, and it like harks back to this guy and his dead wife. My favorite thing though is the description underneath that video. Okay. Yes. Which, by the way, got 112 views, which is a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Imagine the budget. Yeah, I know. So um. <clears throat> Under the epidemic, when you work overtime late at night, there are bursts of coughing. When you are alone abroad, the flight is cancelled due to the epidemic. When you are a little embarrassed on different occasions, strangers give you familiar warmth. What does that mean? I don't know. That must be an episode. Yeah. When you have no relatives or friends at your wedding, but family members far away consider your health. At every important moment in life, Lianhua Qingwen capsules will give you love and warmth. We are always with you. I mean, you're always in my acid trip. <laughs> <laughs> when I have dementia and I miss my dead wife. I have wife. a cold. <laughs> well, you, you, can't, you can't move your mouth no. when you say that. <clears throat> I have a cold. How do you cough? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he coughs yeah. without moving his mouth. Yeah, ex it's weird. Yeah. Anyway, I just, oh, I got to correct myself. It's Lianhua Chingwen capsules. Capsules. Over 90%. You <laughs> know? got some real shills to, yeah. to shill for this. Anyway. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's ridiculous. I love that, actually, though. That's, like, so good. It's hilarious. It's so good, for yeah. real. I think, wonder what Rick would think about that. Oh, Rick? I think it'd be. Wow. That's a little oh, too you mean much huge, for me. Huge. Uh, I don't no, know. I think, actually, you might be a little too much for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably popping them Lian Hua Chingwen's like candy, that guy. Yeah. I think you'll have a heart attack if you do that. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Lian Hua Chingwen capsules will F your shit up hard. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to start hallucinating about your like, ex-wife or whatever. Seriously. Um, no, it's not pangolin dicks, guys. Stop. No, it's not. Kill wife regret. <laughs> 
her up. <laughs> That's probably what it is. Like she kept feeding me these pills. She killed her. He's like, he's had enough of it. Now she's got your regrets. He's like, okay, I'll have some. Yeah. Fine, fine. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I love so that. um, you say a, a dude in Texas sent this? Yeah. So well, this is what. I don't know if he said it was in Texas. So he sent this. Mm-hmm. And then I said, where is this, right? Yeah. And then somebody said, this looks to be in, I guess, Plano, Texas or something. And so okay. I looked it up. This shop is in Texas and in Georgia. Right. Look at the name of the shop. And I, I, I didn't want to show this to you because I wanted you to pick up on this. Look at the sign. Where? That says Just Go? Yeah. Instead of Just Go? Yeah. It's like a knockoff of Just Go. Explain what Jesco is. It's like a Aeon, the Aeon brand supermarkets. It's a Japanese supermarket, Jesco. So China yeah. made a knockoff Jesco called yes. Jesco. Yeah, Jesco. In America. Interesting. How is that not a copyright infringement? Yeah, I mean, and a lot number, of things, yeah. Let's just compound on top of that. Right. How did they get illegal medicine? Yeah. You're not supposed to be able to bring it in. Appar- apparently. apparently. We're Maybe. trying to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Um, but why are they selling it? Why are they mm. selling it? Uh, yeah, I have no idea why they're selling it. Because I, I don't think you can commercially sell it. Yeah. You know, well, I don't know. I don't know the full rules on this yet. I just I, know that I've stuff. noticed, you know, like with the Asian supermarkets around the world, uh, you know, we had it in South Africa too. They will sell things that are just blatantly not legal. Sure. You know, it's just because... They always can fall behind the misunderstanding. Oh, we didn't know. Yeah. Oh, it's just like, yeah, I guess you could say we got these boxes from China. We didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know it was illegal. Yeah. Oh, a language barrier, you know, that kind sure. of thing. And again, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to get to the bottom of it because the FDA released a warning yeah. about it. Um, and it can't be tied to anything COVID related. But I don't know the law behind like selling it. I'm, I'm just, I I'm, think it's sus. I feel like it's because it contains ephedra, it cannot be imported and it cannot be sold because ephedra sure. can be used to, you know, manufacture other stuff or whatever. Sure. Um, not copyright, but the trademark is what I meant to say. Yeah, trademark, yeah. I didn't even look into this. I but, just... By the way, um, if you want to see some more of that Lianhua Qingwen nonsense, go over to um, a, a friend of ours channel called Free China. He's just made um, a video over there. Which says what rubbish is trying to China trying to sell now, and he goes into the the white monkey side of that Lianhua Qingwen um, yeah. stuff. So yeah, it's worth uh, taking a look. There's a link below if you're interested. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, see if anyone can pick up on this. Yeah. What do you What do you think this is all about? I don't know. I'll let you guys guess. Unfortunately, I don't have that soundbite. Oh right no! Now. Really? Yeah. yeah, I don't. Well, let them just have a little. It's an inside joke, then. Yeah, yeah. This is well, we'll move on. If if you know if you know what this if is, you know, you know what you know. it is. Yeah, part of the club. Yeah. Um, okay, you wanted to point this out, right? Um, what's going on? You going? On? Okay, wait. We're gonna have to play something while you uh, blow your nose. I wonder right. what it could be. How about you? This? Gotta understand, China. I got you. You got you. Okay, never mind. There's how true. Put up a yummy for you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you wanted to explain this quickly. How did we miss this? this? (laughs) We missed this. Yeah. This happened like a while back in 2022 in Thailand for the Apex CEO Summit. Yeah. And you know, people are always bringing up Klaus Schwab, this guy that just freaking loves China. (laughs) W-E-F or whatever, right? Yeah, the World Economic Fund. Loves China. Just waits for every goddamn opportunity to bring China back into the fold so everyone can keep investing into it. Oh, yeah. He's always trying to 
convince people that China is where you want to send your money so that they yeah. can bolster their military and you right. know, whatnot. I don't know what, like, this dude, like, man. Well, he's stop. obviously got tons of investment yes. in China. Yes. Must he's, be that. He's also one of the most powerful people in the world. Exactly. Anyway, so... Um, and he's also German, right? Yeah. Let's just double check that. Oh, well, I mean, his I'm, name is like... I'm guessing from his name that he yeah. is. Klaus Schwab. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's all part of that, you know, that stuff we try to avoid. We World Economic Forum, yeah, Great crap. Reset, whatever nonsense. German engineer, yeah. He's German, right? German and Swiss, but German, he's, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, most importantly, mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with that. We're not talking about any of that crap. Yeah. What we are talking about is when he unveiled the new logo yes. for the Apex CEO Summit. Um, and that's, that's real, by the way. Fact-checked. Yeah. That is the actual logo uh, for those listeners out there that is not seeing this, that is quite literally a backward swastika. It just looks like a flowery swastika yeah. to me, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like someone tried to disguise it with flowers and petals. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the swastika is not actually a bad symbol. Um, and it would probably make a little bit of sense um, to include that kind of thing in a logo if you're uh, in a Buddhist yeah. country. Because it's a Buddhist symbol, which uh, has the opposite meaning of what the Nazis wanted. Yeah. That's why they... Turned it around. Right. Okay, they did some research, the Nazis, and they, they did that on purpose. So the uh, swastika is a reversed version of this, of, yeah. you know, of the Buddhist symbol. But this isn't Buddhist. I know, I'm just saying, like... It has nothing sure. to do with that. Anyway, the fact of the matter is, there he is, unveiling a flowery swastika <laughs> as part of the Apex CEO it's Summit. such a swastika. It is. And it's not the good kind. No. It's, it's not just... the Buddhist one. <laughs> yeah, it's just a swastika, like... Yeah, like anyway. mirrored. Yep. Isn't the other one the other way around? No, no. This this is the that's the Buddhist, bad one. This is the Buddhist one. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, you, but it's not a Buddhist organization. No, I'm just saying, yeah. like you know. But it is still a swastika. <laughs> Being that he's German, he should probably <laughs> stray away from that. Yeah. I would have been like, you know what? Let's change it up a little bit. You know, maybe add some circles in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's maybe not go for the swastika look. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Those, those colors are not hiding it too well. No, this is the the Buddhist one is not angled. It's not about angle, it's reversed. Oh, I'm, I'm, but this is the bad angle one. This is the reverse look, look, bad angle one. Look at the... Um, no, I understand. This is the bad one. You understand what I'm saying, though? Mm -hmm. they no, no, just, it. just look, at the, look up the Nazi one. You'll see. I know, it's right here. No, like, look up the flag. It's right here. Yeah. I know, see, I'm saying it's, like it's, it's mirrored, I'm saying. Yeah, it's the other yeah, way around. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but the right. Buddhist one isn't tilted. You understand no, it, it can tilted. be tilted. It doesn't matter. Oh, uh, it doesn't? No. Okay. I've only seen it like this. Oh, okay, no. Like it can Taiwan be... And stuff. It could be in various forms. Mm. Anyway, it is basically a swastika. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Just thought we'd uh, point that out. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, is that that's the end of what's yeah, new? Yeah, that's what's new. Okay, <clears throat> excellent. So now we're going to get into the actual breaking part of the show. But before we do, a word from our sponsor. Most important, most important thing on a bike trip, beer. And the most important thing for a healthy lifestyle is a healthy diet. And that's why I'm proud to say this video is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day, and originally I wanted to give it a try because I wanted better gut health, I wanted increased energy, I wanted immune system support, and I, I hate taking all these like 10 pounds of vitamins and pills and all these vegetables and stuff. It's so much more convenient to take AG1 in the morning before I even drink my coffee. It makes me feel amazing because I know I just did something really good for my body. It's got all the vitamins I need. It's got everything that my body craves throughout the day. 
Taking AG1 is so easy. It's the easiest thing you can do under a minute. It's one scoop of powder mixed with water once a day, and it's been part of millions of mornings since 2010. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com ADV. That's athleticgreens.com ADV. Check it out. Well, I actually, whoa, whoa, sorry, sorry. Before we move on to subpower, I actually have a real-life story when it comes to AG1, but I'll save that for later in the show. Sure. Something I experienced recently. It's interesting. Anyway, it's time to move on to Soft Power Hour. Soft Power Hour is, of course, our main segment of the show, and this is where we talk to you about how China is trying to change your mind through various means, ways, and specifically <laughs> overseas police stations. Now, this is a very uh, in-depth topic, something that we have covered in the past numerous times, but it's just getting bigger, and it's actually coming to a head, and there have been some revelations yeah. lately and this is why we wanted to release the video today is because we just wanted to get on it and so we could talk to you all about it. So let's start out from the beginning. I'll do a rundown. Okay. So there's a nonprofit organization, uh, think tank called uh, Safeguard Defender, Defenders, right? And there's some Taiwanese people involved. There's people from around the world involved. Sure. And what they uncovered, they do a lot of good work, by the way. If you go to their website, it's not like boring reports. They do really visual stuff about stuff like, especially related to China's uh, international aggression and stuff, right? So Safeguard Defenders put out this report and they found mm -hmm. that there was, you know, dozens of these overseas police stations where China was taking their government, you know, employees or whatever, and then sending them abroad to open up these, you know, police stations in different countries, let's say Canada, sure. right? And... They were actually claiming that the people involved were just volunteers. They're just, yes. oh, we're just getting enthusiastic Chinese citizens that want to help their fellow Chinese people abroad, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So most people weren't paying too much attention. And that's why Safeguard Defenders went kind of in-depth of this stuff. Yeah. What they found was that they were opening up these overseas police stations, and there's different branches of CCP officials doing this in different from different parts of China that were starting these, these police stations. Yeah. Some of them were done uh, above board, like, for example, in Italy. Yes. They got the Italian government just to agree to say, yes, we'll have a police co uh, cooperation with China, right? Sure. Sign them on. And ever, the whole world's like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you actually doing? Yeah. That was in 2016. Mm -hmm. In other places where they definitely weren't going to get approval, like Canada or the U.S. or Germany, right? In countries that they knew they wouldn't get approval, they set up these stations, and they set them up with this idea that, We'll operate them out of these weird kind of hidden facilities. We'll go to like a restaurant. We'll go to an mm. acupuncture facility. We'll go to basically a Chinese parlor. businesses because there's businesses. already a presence there. Yep. They worm their way into the Chinese communities. Yep. They find the Chinese uh, diaspora community leaders, yep. community businesses, and then they make sure that everybody knows that they're present. And then yep. they operate out of one of those people's Correct. restaurants or real estate agency or whatever. So, like I was saying, mm. it's it's like an alibi. Think yeah. about it. You're already in a Chinese community. Yeah. Of course, you're going to set up there. And then your next alibi, the most important one, is we're enthusiastic citizens of China that want to help people when they have difficulties in their country abroad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's say uh, New York City. Yeah. Let's say you go to a Chinese neighborhood in Flushing. Yeah. You're in Flushing, New York City. You're like, okay, if somebody needs to renew their driver's license, right, mm -hmm. then we'll help facilitate that. Now, right? hang on a second, because I want to just talk about this driver's license thing. Every single time there's been some kind of an official inquiry about these police stations, 
and I've been reading so many reports on this, but every single time, let's say the UK government sure. approaches the embassy in the UK and says, what's the deal with these so-called yeah. clandestine police yeah. stations? Yeah. And when the US government approaches the US embassy or the Australian, any one of these places, the first thing that they say is that these were set up to help Chinese citizens abroad renew their driver's licenses. They say that every time, the driver's licenses. Yep. How many freaking Chinese people abroad need to renew their tri Chinese driver's licenses? Don't they have a local one? You know what happened here? What? Well, number one, the consulates are supposed to take Yeah, that's also that. what I was going to say. If you want to renew your yeah. driver's license or any paperwork, and if you have any trouble, if you have legal trouble, anything, you go to your embassy your consulate, yeah. you go there. That's what they're for. Yeah. But they always use this as an excuse. Driver's license, driver's license, driver's license, yeah. driver's license. Yeah. Driver's bullshit is what it is. Yeah. And that is the official from every statement that's come from yeah. every embassy around the world. They've always said driver's licenses. So to answer that, what I wanted yeah. to say is, mm -hmm. do you know why they say that? Because that's yeah. the order from above. Mm. Typical Chinese fashion, or I should say Chinese government fashion, an order comes from the top. Yeah. And that's the only thing they have. And without fail, they can't really alter that excuse because that's what they were told from the top. Yeah. This is for driver's licenses. So that's how you can punch a hole in the narrative very quickly is that it doesn't hold water, but also, they never deviated from that. Yeah, but at the same time, it's also an official admission that these things yeah. exist. Yes. So that's that was one issue that yeah. they had. This is where they kind of got caught out was it, yes, yes, okay, they exist, right? Mm. So what happened was, if you guys weren't around for the first couple episodes where we covered this, we had people go and look for them. Yeah. Right? And we had people in multiple countries around the world um, actually physically go and take pictures of these places. Mm -hmm. And they do exist. They yeah. operate out, like we thought. They operate out of Chinese restaurants. They operate yeah. out of laundromats. They operate out of acupuncture clinics. They operate out of Chinese businesses, not necessarily... Uh, by choice. It's not that these people said, yes, please come in and operate this out of my business. Mm -hmm. It's probably many times through coercion. Right? Uh, yeah. Be you know, the reason I say that, and I, and I allegate this, mm -hmm. uh, I'm not saying this is 100%. The reason I say that it's not necessarily their choice is because of what has been happening as a result of these police stations. Yeah. What it looks like at this point, after after looking at what um, has been happening to Chinese citizens abroad, mm -hmm. is it looks to be paired with Operation Fox Hunt. Yeah. Operation Fox Hunt is something I've done tens and tens of hours of research on uh, when I did my expose about what it was all about. Yeah. Operation Fox Hunt is this idea that no matter where you are, if you're a Chinese if you're a Chinese person, you all you belong to the Chinese government. Yeah. So they can find you. And they can try you and they can coerce you to come back to China to face trial or disappear you. Yeah, right? what did Xi Jinping say? Uh, once Chinese, always yeah. Chinese. You will always be punished as a Chinese whatever, blah, yes. blah, blah. And mm -hmm. another little uh, ad addendum to that is yeah. if you speak bad about China, you will be punished. Right? Yes. No matter how far away you are. And yes. that's, by the way, that's not just addressing Chinese people. No, of course. That addresses <laughs> us. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Us and the millions of people that speak out against yeah. the CCP. Exactly. Now... Let's bring it back to uh, Operation Fox Hunt. Operation Fox Hunt being, we're going to go catch these foxes, these dissidents, right? Yes. Initially, Operation Fox Hunt was set up as a campaign to find Chinese economic criminals. And that was a yeah. way to entice foreign governments to allow China to operate in catching these people. Sure. If you say, hey, American government, 
we are we have a decent relationship right now. I'm talking like back then, right? Yeah. We have a de decent relationship right now. Would you allow us to help or at least aid us in finding economic criminals, people that are committing fraud in your country? Yeah. Because they're probably guilty of fraud in China too. Sure. Will you aid us in catching them? American government's like, all right, let's talk. Let's have dialogues. Sure. Right? Meanwhile, as all of this groundwork is being laid, China goes. How do we overstep this boundary? Yes. <laughs> How do we take s serious advantage of this? Let's find dissidents. Let's find protesters. Let's find people that uh, disagree with the Chinese government or have fled the Chinese government because they uh, are against you know the authoritarian principles and human rights abuses of our country. Yeah. Let's find them too. Sure. Right? And so this is how it spirals out of control. All of a sudden, mm -hmm. next you have these clandestine police stations popping up all over the place that are most likely involved in harassing, stalking, mm -hmm. And coercing people to go back home. And what Safeguard Defenders found was the worst. Yeah. It was the worst possible outcome. There were police stations, or at least their distant offices in China, that were bragging about how many people they've repatriated yeah, back that's to it. China. <clears throat> Official Chinese state yeah. media were touting the effectiveness of these um, yes. police stations abroad. Yeah. Okay. In public articles. Yeah. But because of the language barrier, it's in Chinese. They get away with it. People don't scrutinize it. People aren't paying attention. And, you know, it just basically proved <clears throat> what everyone was thinking. Now, for those of you who are maybe a little bit confused as to why it's an issue that they would set up a little police station or whatever, it's because when you do any kind of police operations abroad, okay, let's say you're the U.S. and you mm -hmm. want to do police operations in, uh, I don't know. Chile. Chile, right? <clears throat> You will send your investigators or whatever, like FBI or something, mm -hmm. to the embassy in mm -hmm. Chile. And you register them and such. And then you register with the local government. And before you do any kind of law enforcement, you get approval from the state. Yep. You cooperate with the state. They tell you if you can or not. They can Correct. tell you to F off. Yep. And then you're not allowed to do anything. Which they do. <laughs> yeah, most of the time. If it's beneficial due to some kind of agreement or whatever, then they will work together with you. If it's a, yeah, if yeah. it's a friendly country. Yes, yeah. so you are not going to be the one going and knocking on someone's door and arresting someone. No, the local Chilean police, the Chilean or whatever you want to Chilean, call them, yeah. they're going to go knock on the door and arrest somebody. And then negotiations begin. And then whatever happens, happens. But it's all done under the spirit of cooperation and sticking to local laws in whichever country. It's called... It's called respecting local laws and mm. customs. Yes. Right? And that's what the that's how the US operates. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, China doesn't have time for that because <laughs> time. First of all, they don't they do not respect laws um, and customs of other countries. And we've seen this countless times. They don't give a shit. No. Okay? They don't want to have cooperation and they also know that if they tried to do this it would be denied. Why? I think you can answer this very easily. What kind of people are they going after? Dissidents, yeah. mostly. People That's that, not illegal. People that are calling for democracy or human yes. rights and that kind of thing, which is what uh, America is all about, yes. for instance. And many developed countries, if they're not about that, they at least support that. Yes. So they support your right to want to have democracy. They support your right to be able to criticize your own government. China does not. Or call out you know, human rights abuses. Of course. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you're fleeing from like uh, the, the Uyghur situation, yeah. for instance, you know, they provide safe harbor, but China doesn't want that. They want to take care of you. They want to silence you because it's very inconvenient for them that you exist. And so what they do is they set up these mafia organizations, it basically. It's, it's a clandestine police station, but what it is is it's a bunch of Chinese police or CCP members 
that have a base of operations in your country, just like an illegal mafia operation yep. running out the back of a, a like a pizza shop or something, right? And it turns out they hire Chinese uh, Chinese diaspora to yeah. work for them. Not only hire them, but coerce. Coerce them, yeah. They'll be like, hey, listen, it would be very patriotic of you to do this. And if you don't yeah. do this, by the way, we'll freeze your bank account in China. And arrest your family. Or whatever. So it's very easy for them to um, take advantage of, as we're going to show you later, yeah. the very nationalist uh, Chinese diaspora that live abroad. Super easy to just turn on the nationalism. Or pay. Yes, pay them or, or coerce them into working for them. Yeah. Okay? So they already have assets on the ground everywhere in the world. Yeah. Okay? And it just depends on whether or not those assets choose to work for them or not. Yes. Okay? And it is like a mafia organization. And here's the problem, okay? It's illegal. It's extra legal. What's going on has got nothing to do with the local laws nope. in that country. And that's why it's dangerous. That's why it's criminal. It's exploited. Yes. These um, Chinese police stations are criminal organizations breaking the law around the world, breaking the law by stalking, harassing, intimidating, threatening, doing whatever they have to do to silence dissidents and also bring what they consider to be criminals back to China, but illegally forcing them. It's allowing China to yeah. operate the Chinese government in your country. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. Yeah. You know, because <clears throat> it doesn't stop, you know, I'm, there might be some people be like, oh, it's not, I'm not a Chinese citizen or I'm not a China, China dissident or something, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. You think they won't take the next step? <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? If you're allowed to operate a criminal organization, they'll do anything they can, they're allowed to. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and they do all sorts of things like call in fake bomb threats. They yeah. swat people. They do whatever they can to silence people. Yes. Okay. Now it's, you know, all this stuff that was happening leading up to this, mm -hmm. this is what I want to say. All that was leading up to this, like all the bad stuff that was happening to dissidents or anti-CCP people abroad mm -hmm. now has a, a, a reason now has uh, something to be traced back to. Yeah. And it's what was suspected. As soon as people found out about these organizations, it was suspected that they were doing dodgy things. Yeah. And now it makes so much sense, especially what's been coming to light. Yeah. So anyway, what you see behind us <clears throat> is a building in uh, Chinatown in New York City, That's right. not too far away from us over here. And uh, what's going on? Uh, in the windows there. See those glass windows? I believe it's the third floor. Yeah. Uh, that is the FBI raiding uh, the offices. Yes. And of, of one of these you know, police stations. Mm -hmm. And apparently this happened in November. Yeah. Okay. Last fall. Last fall, yeah. So what was going on here is there was actually no statement from the FBI, which is interesting. They didn't say why they like why they are doing this because what was leading up to this was that you know the director of the FBI, Christopher Ray, was saying mm -hmm. we're very concerned about this. Yeah. this is this is messed up, especially when they found out like because the Safeguard Defenders report when we were looking at it initially, most of the stuff was abroad. Yeah. most of the stuff was in other countries, which is alarming, but. For people in America, it's kind of like, eh, whatever, there's only one in New York City. But then they found out that there were multiple ones, at yeah. least one in L.A. and a couple in New York City or mm -hmm. something. And so the FBI's response is like, this is really bad, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But then there was silence. They, were, they didn't reply to the New York Times. They didn't reply to journalists. Yeah. Right? So what transpired here, we don't actually know. Uh, but the fact that there was a raid and investigation means that something, something's going down. Yeah, there have been quite a few updates as far as yes. this is concerned, but there are other things that you might not expect to be linked to this whole situation, which have also been happening simultaneously. Yes, so that's actually why we want to do this episode. Yeah, okay. Uh, so we had we we erroneously didn't 
uh, report on the fact that this raid had happened in fall. So we wanted to update you on that. Yep. Um, but real action is being taken is what the message yes. is here, is that real action is being taken um, against these police stations. And we're seeing this across Europe as well, Yeah. all over the world. You see, up until this point, none of this stuff was taken seriously. No. And you have to understand that as a Chinese dissident or just a Chinese citizen or even a, a naturalized person in whichever country, yeah. um, if you're part of the Chinese diaspora, um, people have been targeted for years now. Especially these, these, Chinese citizens. By the way, these, these service stations have been open for a very long yeah. time, many yeah. years, okay? Yeah. Um, depending on the country, of course, uh, it could be a decade or more. Just it's, a, it's a Xi Jinping issue. Yeah. yeah. So they've been, they've been open for ages. So you're a Chinese, uh, you know, diaspora dissident, and you've been harassed and threatened and uh, silenced and coerced and whatever by these police stations. In the past, you file a local police report or something that you're being stalked, and it just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Because it's too difficult. You have to understand it's very difficult for um, local police stations. Think about it, okay? Uh, here you are in the U.S. and um, or, or you could say South Africa. I'll use South Africa as a as an example because this happens in South Africa yeah. a lot. In fact, there's a, a heavy, terrible sort of a underground in South Africa. They, you know, they found whole families that have been murdered and stuff. Mm -hmm. Chinese families or Taiwanese families yeah. because of the local mafia organizations and all that. So there's terrible stuff going on there. But let's just say you are a dissident. You're being harassed. All of your harassing, okay, all of the, the text messages, all of the messages are all in Chinese, okay? All of your evidence is in Chinese and in a language and with cultural nuances that a local South African police policeman is not going to understand, mm -hmm. especially in South Africa. They're so useless. Mm -hmm. Even if you speak in their own language, they can't figure shit out. So if you mm -hmm. go in there with this information, you're mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm being harassed and stalked and coerced. They'll be like whatever you know yeah. they can't yeah. do anything about it and i think you'll find this all over the world doesn't matter which country you're in mainly because of the language barrier they've been getting away with this for so long yeah right mm -hmm. but now finally because it's gotten such an international spotlight people for the first time <laughs> that have been harassed and put in danger and coerced and threatened by these uh sort of local police stations and people connected to them they finally have an avenue they can finally go to the police and put in a report and they'll be taken seriously. So this is a huge, huge, huge breakthrough, you know? Yeah, I, uh, I want to say that there are so many layers to this, though. Mm -hmm. um, and there's so many layers that China puts in between this. And it's I, I'm using the context of the documentary we just watched, which we'll look at a clip from in a second. But mm -hmm. what they'll do is they'll open up an organization in China, let's say a media organization, yeah. you know, like a... I'm a travel company or sure. a media organization. And what they'll do is they'll actually, they'll actually hide under that guise. Mm. And what we found mm. is that they'll send people to do their bidding actually abroad. They'll yeah. go and investigate people or find people or do this under the guise of just being like, oh, no, I just work for this, this travel company or yeah. this media company, things yeah. like this. Um, they'll do things like, um, like, like you see here, the veneer here would be I'm hiding behind an acupuncture clinic, sure. right? You hide behind some other layer, yeah. and then the CCP always gets to wash their hands of this. Sure. And I think that's, that's coming undone now. Yeah. Um, it's becoming very clear that the Chinese government is breaking all rules of international diplomacy. They always do. Yeah, they always do, but it's so, it's so at the forefront, and the crimes mm. are so obvious now that there's gonna be, it's going to be very difficult to hide behind this. Yeah, yeah. Um, just continue here. I want to look at some other stuff here. So there's a documentary. It's in German, but thank God mm -hmm. it's got uh, English subtitles. Yeah, we've linked it in the description below. Just broke. Yeah. Huge, huge stuff. And I just want to give you a quick rundown. 
Mm-hmm. It follows this journalist, really amazing journalism, some of the best I've seen around the story. Yeah. Um, it follows this kid that ran away from China when he was 17 to join the Hong Kong democracy protesters. Well, he, he put two um, posts on Weibo, yeah. so basically he sure. tweeted out twice, sure. and then he started to get threats, and a warrant was yes. put out for his arrest by the government. So his father sent him to Hong Kong and yeah, then to I, Europe. I should say, he... He put out the tweet, the Weibo tweets, and yeah. then went to Hong Kong. But yeah, he, he had to. It was in support of the Hong Kong yeah, yeah, democracy yeah, yeah, protesters. Yeah, yeah. So they uh, actually played his uh, on national TV. They played clips of him saying that he's a criminal. Yeah, and they put a warrant out for his arrest. Put a warrant for out, yeah. his arrest. So not, then he flees to Germany, right? Yeah. After he gets to Germany, no, he went to. Didn't he go to Holland? Holland, but uh, sorry, Holland. But yeah. he meets this German guy, right? Mm-hmm. This German journalist. And he starts to get uh, massive harassment when he's in Holland mm-hmm. and then also in Germany. Yeah, he was getting phone calls from a Berlin phone number yes. that was like harassing him or, or texts and so Text. on. So they're yeah. like, the, the journalist in Germany is like, why don't we go f- try to figure out what this is? Yeah. And the whole thing is crazy. It's like a movie. It's <laughs> crazy. This is just one tiny clip. Yeah. Uh, just now I received a message from Booking. It may, uh, then told me somebody used my name, book a hotel. And I, uh, and I checked uh, this link. I saw somebody use my name book a, uh, the raise cart in Berlin. So maybe later they will send a bomb threats, I think. No way. I, I will call raise carton. <laughs> no, 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 we don't. Let's, we just go there. Okay. Let's just drive there and go in and ask who, who that was. Okay. Okay, so here's the last location Yeah, so... So what happened there? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, get us, get out. Yeah, I'll move that back. There we go. So this kid mm-hmm. is in the back of this journalist's car, mm-hmm. and he he changes hostels all the time, obviously because he's trying to you know keep safe, right? Mm-hmm. While they're going through the story, and he books. Uh, sorry, somebody uses his name to book into the Ritz Carlton and paid for it. They, for like six hundred bucks. Yeah, they actually paid for and booked the hotel, and that's so that they could later send a bomb threat, yes. and he would be connected to that place. So this one dissident, yeah. who's not even that prolific or powerful. No, no, no young man yeah they're spending so much money on trying to like mess mess with them right and mm-hmm. he said this is powerful of course this is just what they do yeah turns out later on as you see like this the people that are doing this mm-hmm. are transferring tens of thousands of euros all, all the time through cryptocurrency yeah. and all this kind of stuff and each person is tasked yeah with harassing people under the guise of nationalism but what this actually is is a plot from the ccp yeah it's all ccp linked crazy Definitely watch this little documentary and maybe leave a little uh, The China Show sent me or something in the comments. That'd be fun. Yes. Uh, down below. Yes. Uh, the link is in the description, but definitely worth a watch. And it gives you a good idea into some of the workings of all of this. And it's important from another aspect as well. Sorry, let me get, get us in here. Um, you know, when we cover topics here on The China Show, uh, a lot of the time that it's related to something that's happening in the USA, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people will be like, oh, USA, imperial, whatever. What do they say? Imperialist. Um, Imperialist, yeah. What is that? Uh, military in- industrial, industrial complex. complex, all that yeah. nonsense. But this is not a USA issue. This is a worldwide issue. Yes. Okay. And so this, for instance, spans multiple European countries because the guy is living in the Netherlands and he is being harassed from one of these Chinese police stations in Germany. Yes. So it's cross-border, cross-European, all this kind of stuff. And it just shows you once again that all over the world, it doesn't matter where you are, South Africa or Chile or wherever you are, 
the Chinese government overseas police stations are there to harass, silence, and intimidate Chinese people abroad. And not just Chinese people, anyone who's involved in any sort of, uh, you know, activism against the CCP or who criticizes the CCP. Yes. Know what I mean? Yes. So, again, that's just showing a spotlight on how dangerous these overseas police stations are. Yeah, so I just wanted to cap this off. That documentary goes into so much more than this. Mm. It uh, shows one of the, like, a Chinese restaurant that's supposedly one of those police stations yes. over there. And it turns out there's this massive criminal organization going around hunting Chinese people. Yeah. And they go out and visit Uyghur families. Yeah. And it turns out, like, China was arresting family members in China just for people fleeing to yeah. Germany. Arrested them for 17 years on fake charges. Yeah, of 17 course. 17 year sentences for this stuff. Oh, they, they do it a lot. It's yeah. terrible. And that's why it's worthwhile watching this yeah. because it's the same sort of thing that we're used to seeing with many other stories and anecdotes and so on. Uh, the Chinese government really is just a very big international criminal organ yes. organization. Really. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if if yeah. you're, again, I hate doing this this like reiteration thing, but if mm. you're investing in China knowingly mm -hmm. and saying, you know what, it's the next big thing. Like it's, it's a necessary evil. We're just You're going to have to invest in it. You're going to have to realize that China's on the world stage, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, don't, don't absolutely do it. not. Don't do it. If you can, if you can manage it, just, just don't do it. Anyway, now, absolutely related to all of this, we covered a case. Um, okay, one second. We covered a case not too long ago, um, maybe, I don't know, a month ago or so, where... Uh, yeah, early December, I believe. Yeah, People's yeah. Republic of China, citizen arrested for stalking. Okay, yeah. now just a recap on this. This is a guy who was studying in uh, Boston. Boston. Yeah, Berkeley. In Berkeley, yeah. Berkeley College. Yeah. But it was like a music college. Yeah, it's a Berkeley College of Music, not Berkeley, California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's Berkeley, uh, and I think it's spelled East Coast different. here. Not, yeah, not yeah West exactly. So snow, snow pr prison land, as yes. I like to call it, because yes. you're stuck in your house most of the time because of the snow. Anyway. It's just bitter now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take some time. It snows great in the beginning. You're like, wow, sure. look at all this. It looks, makes everything look wonderful. That sure. rotten old shed outside. <laughs> it looks like a Christmas mural or something. <laughs> yes, it's true. You know what I mean? And then you're like, can the snow just F off so I, I can know. actually do stuff? It's not cool. Anyway. Snow prison. Anyway, uh, he was arrested for stalking and harassing uh, a, another student, a female Chinese student, who mm -hmm. put up a poster that said, uh, you know, stand with the Chinese people. We want democracy and stuff. And he threatened to chop off her hands yes. if she ever put that out again. He, uh, he was sending threatening mails to say that he had contacted the police, the public security in China, yep. and they were going to go talk to her family. Mm, okay. Sounds really familiar. Does it that, all sound like what we were just talking about? It, it is exactly that. So Xiao Lei Wu, yeah, not scared name. to say his name, no. um, has, was arrested. Yeah, he's arrested. But wait, time. there's a development. That's why I'm showing you this yes. old one first. Um, he also put her email address out publicly mm -hmm. uh, and encouraged other people to harass her, which mm -hmm. is something we've experienced. Mm -hmm. It's a very common uh, way for the Chinese 50 cent army to intimidate people is they put their information out there. They dox the overseas them. police stations. Yeah, exactly. And they put it out there. They put it out on Chinese forums. They put it out on Weibo and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that like a nationalist mob will go and attack that person. Or at least that's the alibi. Yeah, exactly. They also um, were calling for people to um, dox her, you know, reveal yeah. where she lived and all this kind yeah. of stuff. whole lot of horrible, terrible things. Okay, so he was arrested. Now... The wheels of the law in America are slow. Justice is sure. not swift. Justice is like molasses. Yes. Okay. Checks Which, and balances. Lots of checks and balances. That's why people sit on death row. It, it shouldn't be called death row. It should be called retirement row because you sit there for like 
20, 30 years or something while sure. they figure shit Depending out. Depending on what state Yeah, you're in. <laughs> obviously. But I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? That's America for you. Alabama wants a word. I mean, no, no Texas <laughs> yeah. wants a word. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Cross that off. Yeah. Didn't use it's not like China where they have a firing squad where no. they'll just take you out back. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, now it has been it's, updated. I just want to, isn't it? Poor Charlie Wu has to look at this, His <laughs> this own, FBI report. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Poor guy. Looking so Charlie Wu has now been indicted. Yeah. Okay. Now that's different. Wah, wah, wah. Being arrested in America apparently isn't so bad. Yeah. Well, you're innocent until proven guilty. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Da dung. You know, Da-dung. like law and order. <laughs> <laughs> this serious crime division or something. Yes. Anyway, now when someone is indicted, that means they've now been formally charged. Yes. Okay. Now this has this is the 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 real breaking part of this story is that he's now been formally indicted and this yeah. is causing huge panic amongst Wu Mao. Uh, you know, online. And overseas Chinese police stations. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all tied to this guy. Because this is Probably. serious. He is facing um, five years in prison if charged and sent. Because remember, this is America, right? So you get indicted. Yep. Then you get, uh, you go tried. on trial. Mm-hmm. You get tried. Then you get convicted. Yep. Then you get sentenced. Mm-hmm. And then you get released back into the public to do more crimes? No, hang on. Depends. No, that depends. Depends on the situation. But anyway, it's a long process of what I'm trying to say. But this is a very important step. Yes. Every step is important because if it gets cut, like, oh, they arrested him and then they release him, then it's gone. Mm-hmm. This is super important because now it's, now it's like set in stone. I also cannot wait for the details of this case to come to light because i have a very sneaking suspicion mm-hmm. this is my opinion this is nothing to do with the law i don't yeah. know what the process is here right now yeah um but i suspect we will see a very similar story unfold that we just saw in that german documentary yeah i will i suspect there was probably money exchanged mm-hmm. we'll we'll find out again this is all i'm alligator I, I have no idea this is a criminal investigation we'll see what happens but this is the next important step into us finding out what transpired here and i suspect it's very very similar to the other tactics we've I, seen very well could be you also have to understand that um these these internet trolls these 50 cent army Wumao nationalists have been getting away with just being able to brazenly threaten people yeah for the longest time now in china if they're in china they're immune yes and they will do the most disgusting dastardly things that they can over the internet of course doxing people swatting people uh for those of you don't know what swatting is it's like uh, falsely reporting a crime so the police come to that person and harass them you know say oh he's holding someone hostage in a restaurant yeah yeah. and they go in and uh, you know possibly cause trouble and maybe shoot them by mistake or whatever the case you know it's a big big problem they do all these terrible things they report them to every single organization possible for every dastardly deed hoping something sticks you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, that's what they normally do. But to have the goal to do that while you're in America to another student that's currently studying American in America person. with you. And you something people don't understand about America is you don't need to be a citizen nope. to still be protected by the law in America, which is something that makes America a great country. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Um, if you are here legitimately... Uh, and even illegitimately, I mean, illegal, um, you know, residents or whatever you want to call them, illegal aliens or people that have just came over the border or whatever, they're still protected by the law too. American person. Yeah. You're on U.S. soil. Exactly. You're on U.S. soil. If you're being harassed, if you're being threatened, the police and the law will protect you. Yes. That's what they do. They might deport you after they've protected you, but they will still protect you. Yes. You know what I mean? 
So anyway, the fact of the matter is, this guy was doing all this stuff here. So it's stupid of him to do it. But the the whole beal and the end all is uh, of this is that it's now official that he's been indicted. I also yeah. And the Chinese internet is going insane over this. Yes. I do want to make one delineation here. It's not that yeah. me and you disagree, but do not do not minimize the crime by acting like he might be just an internet troll. No, he's he not. Could, no, I mean, he could have yeah. absolutely been tasked to, to do this. Yeah. He could have. Right? Dude. I want to keep yeah. everything I want to keep everything available. All of, of our course. options, you know. No, of course. I don't mm. think he's just an internet troll. And mm. I, do want to, I do want to clear this up a little bit here is that you have to be in such a comfortable position that your government's got your back. Yes. For you to do something like yes. that. Yes. Okay. Well said. You have to be like, I am going to stalk, harass, threaten, and, you know, upend this person's life. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. Nothing's going to happen to me because not only will I be protected by my government, but everyone's going to agree with me. It's going to be okay. And that is obviously because he knows that, I don't know, things that have happened in the past, or he's been in contact with people, or the Chinese embassy is kind of used to to that sort of thing. (laughs) I mean, look, we, we know for a fact... That in the past, when there've been certain things like little groups of d- democracy gatherings, or maybe there's a, remember there's like a Taiwanese food stall or something, the ultranationalist <laughs> students will go to the Chinese embassy to report this, Correct. and the Chinese embassy will instruct them on what to do, Correct. and they will go and take photos and harass the people yep. and show them to the Chinese embassy. This is something that happens. They are working as agents and police. Correct. You know, on behalf of the Chinese government and all tied into these, um, you know, police stations as well, because now they have a base of operations and they have their so-called volunteers, which are actually real policemen from overseas staffed there. That's why I said this isn't necessarily part of that, but I want to connect it to that Mm -hmm. because of the way this might have operated. Yeah. There's always that level of veneer. There's a veneer of we have nothing to do with it. CCP, I wash my hands. This is just enthusiastic people that really want to protect the country. And it's something we've seen on a personal level. Yes. And we we won't get into that. But it's something we've seen in many people, victims we've talked to. And it always has this veneer of we didn't do it. But there's a lot of nationalistic people out there that will do it. And I never want to further that narrative because that's bullshit. We've we've actually received threats from people online. Um, the people who are trying to dox us and they were like, oh, you know, oh, we have your address. And you know what? You never know what might happen. There are a lot of very enthusiastic and nationalistic Chinese people living in America right near where you live. If they knew exactly where you lived, who knows what could have happened? You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, it's they do. all an alibi to yeah. set this up. And this has been exposed now. Yeah, of course. Though the people, by the way, making those threats, go, go, go screw yourself. And we know who, who you are and you're disgusting. And one of these days, you know, you know, hopefully you'll realize the error of your ways. You never know these people, but whatever. Fact of the matter is, though, is that what he did was criminal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we have to just put it, take the whole China element out of yeah. it for a minute. If you're at college and you're in your mid to late 20s and somebody puts up a post that you don't like, okay, and you start to harass them and you threaten them. You threaten them uh, with killing them. You start to dox them. Mm-hmm. You go out there and you encourage other people to dox them. Brigade. You encourage other Correct. people to attack them. And you report them to authorities in another country, maybe where they're from. Say they're from, I don't know, Italy or something. You phone the Italian police and you say that they've committed crimes and stuff. This is completely criminal transnational repression yeah it's criminal. textbook yeah we've been victims of transnational oppression mm-hmm. all of the hundreds of chinese diaspora that we've talked to the victims 
have been victims of transnational yeah. oppression and it's coming to a head now. And again, you cannot deny the links now because he himself said that he reported them to the Chinese government. So there, thereby he's linked to the Chinese government. If the Chinese government went and took his information and acted on it, that means that he worked as an agent of the Chinese government. That is correct. That means he is a Chinese government agent. That is correct. Just like we saw in the German documentary, mm -hmm. Uh, you are anti-China. I our remember what the the criminal says when he yeah. threatens the kid. He says, "Our country's police did this." Yeah, he's talking about China. Yeah. Our country's police are here. Yeah, are here. Yeah, that's the whole point of this: is that you cannot say he's just an enthusiastic nationalist no. if he's actually doing the work of an agent for you. Correct. You know, reporting people to the PSB in in China. The Chinese yeah. government has become a criminal organization. Yeah. So anyway, the fact that this guy now faces up to five years. I wish it'd be more than just five years, but five years and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in uh, fine—you know, whatever—that's the penalty—has um, gotten the Chinese internet in an uproar. Yes, they are crazy because, of course, this has made uh, a lot of news in the Chinese forums and online. Yeah. It's not supposed to be being reported by the no, way. It, but the Wu Maos are yeah. really scared. Yes. They're like, this is ridiculous. Right. I think some of them are starting to realize that they cannot get away with just being complete pieces of shit anymore. Not in America. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst place you could try. Yeah. It and is. I think there needs to be more of a spotlight on this. Yes. Because we've seen this go on for years and years, this, this absolute repression that's been happening, especially on campuses mm -hmm. overseas. Like look in Australia with Drew Pavlou and all that nonsense that goes on there. Same deal. If someone wants to have like a free Tibet or a, a Hong Kong democracy uh, gathering or protest, thugs come in and tear down their signs and intimidate people and stuff. That is not how things are supposed to work no. in developed countries. No. You know? No. But they get away with it. When are these, these people are not deported, they're not arrested. Nope. It's ridiculous. So I, you know, as, a, as a, an mm -hmm. American citizen and as someone that I, actually I can speak to anyone, yeah. hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's my duty and our duty as, mm -hmm. as you know, hosts of the show to say that if you have been a victim mm -hmm. or someone is threatening you and it is transnational oppression, especially on behalf of the Chinese government, it's not the time to be silent anymore. No, it's been going on for a long time. Do not be silent anymore because mm -hmm. something will be done about it. And now is the time because now, the now, time. now you can go to the police yeah. and they will understand. Yes. If you say, look, this whole thing about the overseas Chinese police and the harassment and so on, I've been a victim of yep. that. Show them the evidence, show them the messages you've mm -hmm. got. Do it now. Now is the time where they will take you seriously. If you've been worried about them not taking you seriously in the past, that's legitimate. Mm. But now they will. Doesn't matter what country you're in. Yeah. Do it. The more, the better. We've got to root these, these terrible organizations out. Yeah. And if China wants to do anything to do with the law abroad, they will do it correctly in the future. We need that message to be out there. Yeah. So the link of the indictment report from the justice.gov website is in the description. So yes. Check that out, read that at your leisure, and uh, I'll be staying tuned to see what happens. Because I, like I said, I'm most interested to see what tactics were used and what led up to this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the more these uh, police stations are exposed, uh, the better. Now, again, this all boils down to the same thing. This this was just released uh, last, oh, actually this morning or last night, uh, this clip. I want to show you guys what's going on here. Uh, there's a guy on Twitter, his name is Byron One. He is very good to follow him. He often posts very interesting um, clips out of China or related to China and the CCP. 
But here we have a recent gathering, um, a dinner gathering organized by the Eastern U.S. Taish uh, Alumni Association in a restaurant in New York Chinatown. The old folks are alumni of the Taisha Senior High School in Taishan, Guangdong. We've both been to Taishan. You've been Many there? Many times. Yeah. So. Um, they are nostalgic for the good <laughs> old Red God days. Now, bear in mind, this clip that you're watching here was in New York City, okay, in a restaurant. And... Um, Nothing illegal about it. No, no. No, no. Totally fine. Might as well be in China. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But, okay, what what is actually wrong with this? Because, like you say, it's nothing wrong with... Um, Free speech, you can do whatever yeah, you want. You can, you can dress up like a murderous red guard, if you like. And, you can. And dance around. I think what the problem with this is, is that um, it makes people think that, number one, all Chinese people support the CCP and its horrible, bloody legacy of Chairman sure. Mao's times. Number two... My biggest problem is if you are a pro-democracy Chinese person yeah. and you are perhaps invited to this event or you hear about this event or you see clips of this event, how uncomfortable are you going to be to see the murderous organization, the murderous party of Mao Zedong, yes. who at this time period during the Cultural Revolution, by yeah. the way, yeah, being being Cultural Revolution, yeah. they killed tens of millions of people between the Great Leap Forward and the Cultural Revolution. Yes. Why are we, I guess if you are a pro-democracy Chinese person that fled China and are living in America and you see this on your shores, how are you going to feel about that? Oh, I mean, I could just put it to you this way. Um, if German people who <laughs> immigrated abroad decided to relive the good old days and dress up like Nazis and do Nazi dances, um, you know, <laughs> at their alumni <laughs> gatherings, yeah. it's the same idea, sure, really. Sure. And imagine you, you know, just just imagine the the shock and outrage people would have. Because it's these, very similar. These outfits and these dance and these people in this time period is indicative of a time period that went and killed and murdered the mm. people that fled yes. China into America to come here for the liberties and freedom and to stay safe. Yeah. And they're flaunting that murder. And That's I'm why people that fled. That's, That's why murder. people fled. Yeah, they're murderers. The reason right? that the majority of the, the Chinese people that arrived during yes. that time from... From like, Taishan, yeah, by the way. Exactly. From Taishan. Sure, sure. But they arrived during that period, you know, when Mao Zedong took over during the Great Leap Forward and the, you know, the Cultural Revolution. Um, the people that fled, they were fleeing these people. Yes. The people that came. So yeah, those, those Chinese families that have been in um, America now for like a couple generations, they fled this. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, but there's another reason why I wanted to show this to all of you, is to show the absolute unwavering support of the Communist Party that you find in the Chinese diaspora abroad, especially of a certain generation. Like this generation over here. The Red Guards, yeah. And that is why not only do they usually support these like Chinese police stations and all that kind of thing, but they help them. Okay? Yeah. And you have to understand, when you've got this much nationalism in that specific group, it makes it very uncomfortable uh, for any dissident to that's, be yeah, that's what I was a part say. of any e of these. Even in this generation, there's tons yeah. of dissidents. Like mm. you said, the people that fled yeah. and appreciate and live in America, what, why do you think they don't speak up? Yeah. Why do you think they don't speak up? Because they feel like they never left. And they also have to worry because, look, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. Any one of those aunties looks like they're going to rat you out to the Chinese government in a second. Well, they're celebrating Mao's they're celebrating red, Mao. red guard. So you're sitting at a Chinese restaurant with, you know, like your fellow Chinese diaspora over there and you say something that's 
um, you know, critical of the CCP, Auntie Red God over there is going to be calling the CCP and like, oh, do you know Uncle Who, who lives here in Flushing, New York, at this address in this place? He is criticizing Chairman Mao. Right. Then the, or Xi Jinping. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or Xi Jinping, exactly. And then you're going to get the local police station is going to be calling up Uncle Who and saying, hey, listen. See how this works? Yeah. You, uh, you, we heard you were saying this, you know? So why <laughs> do you think the thousands and thousands of Chinese diaspora dissidents that are anti-CCP have not spoken up until yeah. now? Why do you think? Gee, I wonder, right? Yeah. It's because there have been no examples made. Yeah. And this is what needs to change. When you have people that have been threatened, when you have people that have been silenced, when you have people that have been attacked by the, the Chinese government organs abroad, and the, that includes these aunties, by the way, because no one's been arrested, no one's been taken to task over these bad actions, they continue to get away with it. That's why this needs to change. And that's why I think we're seeing a big change with these Chinese police stations. And especially with the Shali Wu guy, Shale Wu, Shale Wu, you know, the, the guy who threatened to chop off the girl's hands if she puts another flyer up and try to dox her and all that kind of stuff and, and harass her. If he gets properly sentenced and we start to see more of these if cases. If he's not found guilty. If he's yes. Guilty, yeah. If he's, in, in my mind, he's 100% guilty. Sure, but if he's I'm, found. I'm the opposite. In this case, I'm guilty until proven innocent. I know that's not how America works. I no. get it, whatever. But you know what? Now you gotta we can, adhere to that. Yeah, I adhere to it, but I can still think differently. You can think. You're yeah. allowed free think. Yes, I'm allowed <laughs> to think. I'm allowed to no think. No wrong thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but quite honestly, if he does get um, convicted and put in jail, um, this will be the best thing that can happen mm. for the Chinese diaspora over yes. here. And we might see a very, very big snowball effect if people yeah, it'll finally be, report it. Because things. it will give people the courage yeah. to report their harassers and report yeah. their abusers and yes. report their, um, you know, whatever person that's after them stalking and harassing them and silencing sure. them. And then the more the merrier, you know what I mean? Yes. This could be a watershed moment. It really could. Could be. Just like, you know, the, the whole domestic abuse uh, situation yeah. with women how that changed when yeah. people started to speak up yeah. when they had the courage to stand up to their abusers. This could happen with the Chinese diaspora. Yes. I'd love, I really love hope, to see it. We've I really hope it. so. Yes, 100%. All right, let's move on. Okay. Let's get to some more. Uh, that, by the way, looks like the worst party ever. And again, this is nothing official. You can't say that that person is a rat or anything. But what we can no. say is that attitude is indicative of, of why people are scared. Yes. Yeah. Would you not be scared? <laughs> I would be terrified. If you were Jewish living abroad somewhere yeah. and there's like a Nazi party in your local restaurant and Think... it was being shared on, on your WhatsApp. Exactly. Imagine you're from Taishan <laughs> yes. and you go, mommy's like crying. She's like, we're going to go to America. We're going to flee. We're going to get smuggled on a fishing boat. You yeah. arrive. We got to get away from this red guard that are literally running around the streets murdering people yeah and and parading people around the town with blood covered and placards on them and saying, dunce caps and stuff uh, yeah and, and saying like i am a, i am an intellectual so i deserve death yes. right and parading them around and then you go and you're like why are the red guards 
dancing in a in New York City. Why are they celebrating this? You know? What? Yeah, what's yeah. happening? Yeah, that's why. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, we're, what are we doing now? Well, now it's uh, time for us to move to our next segment. Let's do it. By the way, which is uh, Wumao Corner, where we talk about the Wumao. Um, who are the haters and those out there on the internet? And of course, we're going to start out with King Shit Wumao himself. Whoa, King <laughs> okay. Shit Wumao. Yeah, King Shit Wumao, the wolf wanker, um, whatever you want to call him over here, wolf warrior, uh, Jolly Jian. We actually had him, actually a fan of ours, immortalize him in animation. Projection! Yes, exactly. And that's going to be a whole lot less relevant for him now. Probably. Uh, as you all know, China adopted this wolf warrior um, diplomacy a while ago. Yes. They decided that this would be the best the yes. best way to deal with the world is to insult them. Yes. That's all they do. So instead of being diplomatic, they're like, we're powerful now. Now it's time for China to call the shots around here. And we're just going to, you know, criticize and attack anyone who says anything that hurts our feelings or whatever the case, you know. And so that's what they've been doing. And uh, Jolly Jin's been kind of the spearhead, you know, of all of this. He's the most well-known. Yeah, like the head of the spear, the point of the spear, I should say. I have a massive critique of mainstream media. I'm, I'm banning myself from saying that word. From any media coverage okay. of this. Uh, because what has happened is mm-hmm. that Jolly Jin has been demoted. Yeah, he's this been, dude. He's been demoted because uh, he was a foreign minister spokesman, right? He's yes. the dude that goes out on behalf of the Chinese government and says, this is how China's foreign policy works, right? Yes. He's been demoted and put into a position, and I, and I quote, mm-hmm. into a position called... Um, called what? I, I believe it's the Bureau of Oceans and Border. Okay. Uh, border, oh, sorry. The Department of Boundary and Ocean Affairs. <laughs> okay, it's a big, big demotion here. Sure. Right? It's supposed to be a lateral move, mm-hmm. like in terms of like CCP rank. Right. But everyone knows when you're taken out of the spotlight and removed from a position where you have a huge megaphone to the world, mm-hmm. and now you're part of this like ridiculous boundary and ocean affairs department that no one, no one talks about, it's yep. a demotion, right? No, absolutely. Why do I have a huge critique of, mainst- of, <clears throat> of media coverage mm-hmm. about this? Well, it's because a lot of opinions surrounding this are saying that they removed him or demoted him because China, uh, he, he went too crazy. Oh, he yeah, he too, was, he was, was too, aggressive. too aggressive and too critical, yeah. Bitch, they <laughs> told him what to say. Everything he says it's, is what the government told him to he, say. He's a foreign he, spokesman. He doesn't have his own opinion. No. And he doesn't have his own personality. No. He has the Chinese government script. That is such a Western lens. Yeah. It's such like a... West chauvinist lens on this. Like, <laughs> let's look at let's look at everything where everyone has freedom of speech and mm-hmm. and their own mind and speaks on behalf of their own feelings. Yeah, that's not how this works. Yeah, Zhao Lijian was the foreign minister spokesman for the CCP. Yes, everything he gets is on a script from the central government. Yeah, he doesn't go off the record and say all these verbal abuse things and hurls abuse to everyone, which he was famous for. Yeah, that's and his, not his idea. tweets about like Australian soldiers slitting kids' throats and stuff. Correct. So all this shit photoshopped that, and all that. Yeah, yeah, all this shit that he's infamous for. Yeah, is because that's what China's foreign policy was. Yeah, they developed the wolf warrior approach. Yes, he was named a wolf warrior diplomat, as he always does. Yeah, he's always doing this because 
It was central government policy. Maybe they learned that kindergarten rhyme where it's like if you point a finger, there's like four, three pointing back at you or something. Yeah. So they were like, oh, shit, we better rectify that. Make sure you always use an open hand. I'm pointing all my fingers at you. Five. Yeah. They add another one on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what's going on? Anyway, to, uh, let's zero back in on this. Yeah. Um, so I have a critique with this that, oh, he's probably been demoted because he was too aggressive. Mm. No, it's because China's foreign policy changed. Yes. It's not that their foreign policy and that they want to take over and completely take advantage of every country around the world so that mm -hmm. they have the upper hand has changed. That's not changed. No, no, no. But they want, I think a lot of damage has been done uh, by the American administration, especially with the chip ban, yeah. especially with the tech bans, especially with things kind of moving away from China, and the whole world, really. Here's the thing. When China sees itself as all-powerful as it has for the last, I'd say, decade, mm. okay, after Xi Jinping took over, he was like, now it's time for us to show the world that China's strong. Started with the Beijing Olympics yep. and it went from there. Yeah, and that's that's his been his thing. Like now it's our turn, and the rest of the world it has to treat us like we're powerful. Yes, and so that's why the whole wolf warrior diplomacy was started in the first place. Correct. And they're very happy to piss everybody oh, off yeah. as they do. No country in the history of recent recent history, I should say, has done so much damage to its own image as China has under Xi Jinping. Absolutely. And the fact of the matter is they don't care because they're more than happy to go out there and say, you know, ah, you suck and you're bad and you shut up and you know what, you're actually the reason COVID came and you're this and that. They do all these terrible things and they're petty and childish, immature and very insulting and very undiplomatic. And would you be surprised mm -hmm. if global investment in opinion coincided by going, yeah. Well, I mean, th that's the thing. Now, now that... Although China will claim that its GDP numbers are up, <laughs> yes. that its economy is doing better than it ever has, that it has developed the latest chip technology so it doesn't need the outside world, which is a bunch of bullshit, by the way. It'll claim all of this stuff. This is just to basically get investors to keep throwing money at China, right? Because it's not true. They realize that they are currently on the downhill big time. Yeah. And they've realized that this whole wolf warrior thing is not working out for them. Yeah. And they want to try to revert a little bit back to that whole, let's pretend to be nice and just be shit behind closed doors instead of let's just be shit out in the open. That is absolutely You know what correct. I mean? And if you go to the next slide, uh, I will. we can actually have a look at that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> now, like I said, mm -hmm. this is... Uh, uh, this is a website, by the way, showing the uh, director of the Department of Boundary and Ocean Affairs. So we will see Zhao Lijian appear on this website very soon. Sure. Um, next slide is the important one. Okay. Um, China is really behind the scenes trying <laughs> to replace its wolf warrior image because it knows that it was an absolute failure. And I want to reiterate this so hard, what you just said. That it's not going to change internal CCP policy. No. It's going to try and trick the world again, as it's, to be fair, successfully done uh, so many it, damn times. The thing is, it was very mm. successful because of Deng Xiaoping's like, uh, hide your strengths yep. and bide your time. Yeah. And that worked so well. And yeah. China in the background just pretending to be like, oh, we're just, you know. We're a developing country. We're, we're just trying. developing. We're just nothing yeah. wrong, nothing going on here. Meanwhile, they're just really you know, stealing all the IP, destroying the environment, doing everything without letting anyone know. And just like infiltrating, you know, all the universities with Confucius Institutes, infiltrating the world, taking over organizations, bribing people, spying and doing all this stuff. Oh, no, don't worry about us. We're all good. 
and grow this very big economy and you know forced IP transfers and stuff. That was working for them because nobody even noticed what was going on. But now they're all like, screw you, we're powerful, we'll do this, we we'll do you. that. Yeah. Everyone's like, wait, what's going on here? Yeah. They're like, hang on a second. Why Actually, why why are we allowing them to do yeah. this? Why is this being allowed to happen? What's it going opens on? eyes. Yeah. Right. And it changed the world. And so now they're not hiding their strengths yeah. anymore. Their strengths were now put out there and they were overstating their strengths as well. They, sh they dumped the clip is what they did. Yeah, exactly. They, they dumped the whole clip. They, yeah, and they jumped the sharks, so yeah. to speak. I mean, there they are with their military parades everywhere, threatening to invade Taiwan, threatening that you will face consequences, this or that, like really blustering and doing their thing. It didn't work out. No. So the foreign minister, uh, Wang Yi here, yeah. was really emblematic of of what the foreign foreign policy of China was. Same with Zhao Lijian as the yeah. spokesman, right? Yeah. When you have the foreign minister here who's just constantly pointing his finger, just saying, you're bad, COVID didn't come from, from China, you're the aggressor, China's rise, and all this stuff. <laughs> sure. Then Xi Jinping, you know, it's in line with exactly what Xi Jinping's cabinet wants to do. Yeah. Despite failure after failure, an investment tank after opinion poll tank, everyone pulling out of China saying, holy shit, we got to get out of here, yeah. right? So what do they do? Well, they replace the foreign minister with, mm -hmm. drum roll please, it's kind of like uh, you know, a fake election here, even this yes. is internal CCP politics, sure. with Qinggan. Now, Qinggan is... Qinggan needs a jiba. I know, I just, yeah. Get, yeah, whatever, you know what I mean. Anyway, uh, <laughs> much more diplomatic person, right? Right. Now, this is He where... hasn't always been diplomatic, no, by no, the no, way. No, Go this, look through no. his history. I understand. He did Wolf Warrior stuff, too. I understand. Right. But if we're going to make a comparison... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not whitewashing this, by the way. I'm no, trying no. to say we're, gonna, we're about to be thrown for a loop here because... Sure. When you have a diplomatic ambassador that's not all over social media, yes. by the way, China told them to go all over social media and mm -hmm. run their mouths. This yes. isn't their own idea. No, they were they were told to go on Twitter <laughs> yeah. and post all this wasn't provocative idea, guys. shit. Yeah. Oh, Jolly Jen's such a wolf war. Mm -hmm. And they, the CCP always manages to get away with this. Yeah. Sorry if this is an aside, but they always manage to get away with pulling the wool over people's eyes and then in removing responsibility. Yeah. Oh, it's that person. Or it's just these nationalists. Yeah. Oh, it's just that local government. Because you know, oh, what so it, Wuhan government screwed up, not the Chinese yeah, central government. It actually makes it look like China's government is semi-functional because mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, we'd let this guy go on for a while, but he overstepped his boundaries, so yeah. we're gonna replace him with this person. Yeah, and it's like, dude, you guys are reporting on this in like big media outlets acting like it's his own volition that he was running his mouth and the CCP rectified the mistake. No. 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 It was the CCP. It, at least with Wolf Warrior Diplomacy, we could see what China's ambitions were on the forefront. And like yeah. the average person, the average Joe mm -hmm. in uh, Mississippi. Sure. We don't use Alabama anymore, I guess. Yeah. Um, he's pulling up the newspaper, doesn't know much, nothing much about China. Mm -hmm. But what he does know... Is how to make sweet tea. Is how to make sweet tea and also that China's being mean. Right. It's easy to see with Wolf Warrior Diplomacy. Yeah. When you remove that element, it makes it look like, okay, that's not good. We're going to be diplomatic. We're going to be good now. Mm -hmm. Bullshit. Yeah. What you got is you got people like Chingan, which is going to look like someone who's not unhinged. He's not all over social media running his mouth. He is typically, uh, in, in exchanges, typically, I say, in quotes, typically much more um, palatable for people to... to 
Oh yeah, he tolerate. started his whole thing because um, he was mm. wasn't he like the ambassador in America or whatever. And now they've yeah, removed the him. So he's like, oh, I, it was so good to meet so many hardworking Americans. And he he's basically just trying to butter people up with his absolute BS. Because if you look at his old stuff, he was incredibly critical of the U.S. and horrible. Oh yeah, horrible. But now he's all of a sudden he's just like, oh yeah, Americans are great people, and let's it's called grooming. He's been groomed now to be the diplomatic this, the one. The silver tongue, you know? Silver tongue, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think this is so, such, I hope you guys can follow where I'm going with this. Yeah. But it goes from the top and mm-hmm. it goes all the way down. And, you know, our job as China watchers, we see it from the top because we examine this. We go through the Chinese government websites. We see who's been promoted, who's been doing this, what, 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 what. Yeah. But it goes all the way down to the bottom. And even YouTubers paid by the Chinese government to spread Chinese propaganda have changed their tune too or at least the horses that they bet on in the past are changing yes we've seen china do from from replacing people as foreign ministers Mm -hmm. to more diplomatic people have also kind of strayed away from the very aggressive wolf warrior type white monkeys yeah that would get paid to parrot chinese propaganda and they've put their eggs into another basket now yeah more let's cooperate as long as china always gets the yeah. best deal you know let's cooperate as long as it's on china's term but yeah we've got to be hand in hand here and you know you what know? they've also seen what it's like uh it's like proof is in the pudding too yeah because they've watched wolf warrior diplomacy fail and tank yeah. And they're like, shit, we're losing everything. Yeah. We still want to be this devious villain in the background, but sure. we're, lo- we're we're looking like a devious villain and people sure. don't like that. Mm-hmm. Turns out, what a surprise. Mm-hmm. They've seen that happen with their propaganda campaigns too. When they back people that act like devious villains on their behalf, nobody supports them, yeah. right? But what they found is that if you create or craft a social media star, let's say a white guy, mm-hmm. right, that fits right in line with their image of what they want a foreigner to look like, yeah. you know, the Chinese government. Sure. Um, and they, they put them out there to be this diplomatic person. I think that everything that China does is good, but it's better if we cooperate with America. Yes. We need to Yeah, America, sure America has to, you know, fix its problems. Yes. China doesn't have any problems. No. No. But... We should work together. And it's this 99% pro-China message with a 1% like, I also think America's good. Yes. But we need to cooperate. This more diplomatic. Sure. We've seen it go from top leadership down to the lowly, you know, YouTube influencer. Yes. Working for the Chinese government, or at least working on behalf of the Chinese government. Yeah. And it's all indicative of not policy change internally, mm-hmm. but how they're going to present their outward yeah, image the to outward image. more investment back to China and bring back a more palatable image of China. They want to recreate what was going on before this yes. Wolf Warrior shit, where they could get more and more power behind the scenes and take yes. advantage of more and more and uh, basically take everything that they can from the outside world and and kind of close themselves off but get the fruits of all the external stuff put it all into china and then no one's the wiser you know why do you think all of these things like weibo and so on exist they took whatsapp and they took twitter and they took all this stuff they let them come into china kind of establish and test the market okay that kind of thing does work well in china okay let's ban it because we've already copied it, and then we can release our own homegrown version. And then that's how it works. They did it with everything. Google Maps, Baidu Maps, the search engines, every single thing. They take advantage. They allow, they open up. They're like, hey, come, let's work together. People come in, they invest, they show them how it's done. They're like, oh, this is great. Now you're banned, get the hell out, and now we keep your technology and we just build it for ourselves. It goes further, too. That makes it sound like it's some sort of nightmare capitalist scenario. No, (laughs) because then when those copycats get too big... 
Alibaba, AliExpress, that kind of stuff. Then the state takes it. Yes, it's just yes. Like, it's like Uber nightmare. You know, like that hungry hippo. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's hungry like, hippo. And you just see like foreign IP and stuff. Yes. But then the hippos yeah. all get eaten by yeah. one giant hippo. Yeah, and it's exactly. the CCP. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to keep you guys in the loop here. I'm getting really bad vibes that the not the media, but I think leadership. Even some, I think yeah. leadership in some countries will fall for China's silver tongue because it does. It does benefit them to yes. start investing again. Short-term investments always look good for economies, right? Yes. The returns on that stuff. Oh, dude, so. people dump all their like, yeah. retirement investment and stuff into China. The CCP now, with its massive deficit and everything going down, they're like, yes, that money's useful. They take it to repair their own issues. Yes. They take it to build and bolster their military. Yeah. You know, and you're helping them. I just want to cap it off. You will lose it eventually. Exactly. Yeah. I want to cap it off by saying, and the conclusion here is that the Chinese government has shown no initiative that it's actually changing or reforming. No. Uh, under Xi Jinping's cabinet, it's only gotten worse and yes. it's continuing to get worse. So don't fall for it. Don't yeah. vote people in that are, um, you know, that are, are what's it called? Uh, looking like that, they believe in China's big change, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, let's let's get this back on track. Yeah. Oh, more importantly, not even votes, because no one's I don't think anyone in the next five or 10 years is going to be pro CCP and in the American sure. establishment. But um, look out for propaganda. Yeah. Look out for this. It's going to get very deceptive and it's already happening. Like we said, we don't want to name names, but there are people out there that are really propelling, getting propelled to the forefront. Yes. On YouTube, TikTok, these things. And remember, China has unlimited budget to push these people to the top. Yeah, SEO and everything. SEO, and it's going to look not like obvious propaganda anymore because yeah. it's going to look like, yes, I want to be the bridge between China and America. Sure. You know what I mean? Without so naming names. Like, yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah, um, absolutely right. Now, guys, we're going to talk about Australia for a second here. Mm -hmm. And um, this top envoy in Australia, this guy, um, what's his name? Xiao Qian. Yeah. Okay. Um, he said that um, you got to worry about Japan. What, what was his thing? So, he, he was like, this uh, is my favorite. This is the most big brain moment ever. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Bro's going to fly. Yeah, away. exactly. Um, Xiao Chen said Japan's failure to apologize for its conduct during World War II meant it could again go to war with us. So, Australia. this is what happened. Um, so, basically, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. What are Hold we going to? Yeah, run that. We forgot that had. Oh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> By the way, guys, sorry. Um, you're going to have to put up with us for a second here. We want to run um, our sponsor ad again today because it's important. Mm. Most important, most important thing on a bike trip, beer. And the most important thing for a healthy lifestyle is a healthy diet. And that's why I'm proud to say this video is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day, and originally I wanted to give it a try because I wanted better gut health, I wanted increased energy, I wanted immune system support, and I, I hate taking all these like 10 pounds of vitamins and pills and all these vegetables and stuff. It's so much more convenient to take AG1 in the morning before I even drink my coffee. It makes me feel amazing because I know I just did something really good for my body. It's got all the vitamins I need. It's got everything that my body craves throughout the day. Taking AG1 is so easy. It's the easiest thing you can do under a minute. It's one scoop of powder mixed with water once a day, and it's been part of millions of mornings since 2010. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com ADV. That's athleticgreens.com ADV. Check it out.
What's going on there? Okay, wow. Okay, thanks guys. Sorry about that. I just realized we'd gone over our allotted slot time. I'm supposed to put that in there because I wanted to tell you that story. AG1, which is Athletic Greens, the um, sponsor of this channel. Um, I just wanted to to reiterate to all of you guys that we would never try to sell or advertise a product that we didn't actually personally believe in yeah. and that we didn't actually use ourselves. And so up until fairly recently, you were the one that was using Athletic Greens mm -hmm. and I was just like, whatever, it's another health thing, you know, it's not my thing. But um, I went on a diet recently because let's be honest, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's necessary, right? But I was getting like serious brain fog and especially in the work we do, that's just not acceptable. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You're trying to think of an idea for a video. You're trying to film your all this. And, you know, when you just it's kind of wading through molasses to try and get anything sure. done. So because they had sent us a sample of um, AG1 to the office, I started to take it every day. And that's not as like a meal supplement or something, just for no. the vitamins and yeah. things like that, right? And you know what? The brain fog went away. And so yeah. I just wanted to say that I 100% can back that product. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know. And again, reiterate that we'd never try to sell you guys anything that we didn't believe in. No. Anyway, back to the whole World War II thing with this guy. The hilarious thing about this is that he's trying to warn Australia not to deal with Japan because they might, uh, I don't know, do things to Australia again. Yeah, so there he's he's quoting back to like World War II. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Japan will F up Australia again. At, yeah, because this is the logic here. Yes. Liberal democracy mm -hmm. and liberal democracy will go to war with each other because they've decided to partner up. Yes, because he doesn't the want them to partner yeah. up. Here's the thing, though. China has made some serious errors here, okay? Sure. Because of the behavior that the Communist Party has had towards Taiwan and the whole South China Sea and everything that's going on in that part of the world, Japan has started to remilitarize. Correct. It's a direct result of what China has done. That is correct. Direct result. They've yeah. got these new security pacts. They're starting to, you know, rumble again in the whole military side of things, which, to be honest, nobody really wants Japan to militarize. Nobody wants that demon to well, raise its ugly head. It's not the same country. I understand. Anymore. But, like, you know, if anything taught us, uh, you know, if World War II taught us anything, is that you don't want to be invaded by Japan. Okay, no one wants Japan's that. Japan's goaded and one of the best allies ever now. Uh, absolutely, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm not, saying, yeah, I know. not saying people can't change. I understand. Not saying a nation can't change, but when it comes to Japan, you just don't <laughs> want them potentially invading. I, I love Japan. It's one of my favorite places sure. in the world. You know me. It's absolutely... I got so Imperial many... Imperial Japan was pretty bad. Yeah, I got, I got really good Japanese friends, and I'm not one of those people who's all about like, hey... Today's Japan. I'm not going to put the past on someone in the present sure, but i'm agreed. just gotta i just gotta say that if anyone's gotta worry about japan it's china yeah okay yeah if anyone had a bad history with japan it's china yeah. so he shouldn't be going out there warning other people he should be warning himself it's just such a dumb take it's, it's just so it's, stupid and it's a 100 china's fault that there's been any change in the status yeah, quo it's, it's like zero self-awareness yeah and saying allies you better not ally with each other even more allies yeah don't partner up allies how about china you stop doing all these stupid things that are causing these changes that you don't want and yeah you know let's be honest most people probably don't want Wor worst take of the year so far. yeah absolutely from our buddy xiao chen so remember um we were talking about all these uh quarantine camps that have been built this this is now 
Is this not world news or is it still warm out? It's world news, sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay, quick. Uh, we're going to world view where we talk yeah. about everything in China. Um, well, specifically with regards to the world right now. Um, anyway, we have now lots of these abandoned camps that they were building. And it just shows you the, the level of wastefulness of the Chinese government. And knee-jerk reaction yeah. to a problem. And anyone who thinks that China plays a long game or has yeah. a, you know, a plan, it's nonsense. Look at how they're just suddenly realizing, hey, you know what? Wolf warrior tactics don't work. What do we do? I know. Let's just cancel it, right? That's what, they're do. That's what they do. It proves to you, again, they don't have a long plan. It's just like, oh, the zero COVID policy, people are still getting infected. And now we've got protests. Well, let's just cancel it. Yeah. There's no long plan, guys. No. They're a reactionary government, not a proactive government. They are reactionary. And that's what they do. Yeah. So now they waste all this money on all these COVID uh, concentration camp things they built. And they're not even using them. They're just going to waste. What a waste. What a waste. That money could have been spent on actually expanding the medical infrastructure in the country, building new yeah, hospitals, you know, can't it. more ICU beds, yeah. doing anything but wasting all this money on this. It's just, it's ridiculous. I'm not gonna I, I do think it. the most important thing you just said there is the, the long game thing. Yeah. China is not some wise old man wisping his mustache saying, you know, in the future, 600 years from now, I've got a plan. No, the Chinese government in its current... You know, current iteration mm -hmm. is so knee jerk. Yeah, every problem that comes on its lap is not some sort of massive grand scheme. No. They don't know what to do in this scenario. No, no, they don't. Hey guys, um, there's something I just just want to show you because you know we have our Monday show. It was so much fun. Don't you agree? Show, show yeah. And today we have a very special show. Who's there? Who are you? It's absurd. Okay. <laughs> it's so bad. It okay, my darling. <laughs> Hello, darling. Hey, do you know that your your boyfriend's a pervert? Hobo, have dinner with me. Yeah, chicken. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> you are so sexy. <laughs> I hate that. Will you marry me? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. I'm gonna say bye-bye. So, uh, yeah, that's our Monday show, guys. We just, we had so much fun. That was one of the most fun ones ever. It's, uh, that particular one was all about the, the sort of Chinese sex doll industry. Yeah. And, um... Couldn't show it on the main show, so we show it on our Monday show. There's, yeah, and you know, every every Monday we have a, a clip that kind of crosses the line. We get, pe <laughs> yeah, we get people to vote whether yeah. or not to show it or not. Yeah. Um, and so Monday's clip was really kind of out there. It was, it was like a Where's Waldo scenario. It was just, uh, yeah. Uh, one thing I can say is that it was a hell of a lot of fun. If you guys, yeah. honestly, if you have the means, we'd appreciate for you to join us on Monday for our private show. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash ADV podcasts. Just join the Shaban Ho tier. Um, you will have access to all the prior episodes, of course. And uh, you'll be able to join us on Monday. We have another cracking one coming up this uh, Monday for you as well. But it's just always so much fun. Yeah, Our it's favorite important. Part. Yeah. Absolutely. It's important that you just said that they will be able to see that particular episode. The reason yeah. we show you teasers of the last week's episodes is because you can go watch yeah. them. If yeah, you and that, that one is just... Uh, you are not going to want to miss that one. Yeah. Definitely well, not. And yeah. there's definitely going to be follow-ups. You might mm -hmm. regret, actually, you might want to miss that one, but because yeah, it's Yeah, you, you, it's up to you. You get yeah. the choice whether yeah. or not to watch that last clip or not. Yes. 
but it's very educational. Yes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the whole yeah. sex doll industry is fascinating. But then mm-hmm. we're also, we got follow-ups to that. And we always come up with a very novel topic. And it's not just mm-hmm. like, uh, let's look at some clips. We're going to do things like play knockoff Chinese video games. We do snack taste tests. We do, it's interactive. We talk to you guys the whole time. Yeah. It's very fun. That kind of nonsense. All right. So let's get back to world news. What's going on here, Seamilk? It looks like... Um, some... Oh, it's protest season. Yeah. I mean, just since the pro-democracy protests slash the anti-lockdown protests, we've seen a lot of protests springing up. There's mm-hmm. been at least three this week, like big ones this week. This is a pharmaceutical company. Don't worry, don't demonetize us, YouTube. No one's hurt. They're throwing some papers and stuff at some some riot police. Yeah. No one gets beat up or anything. On yeah. camera. On camera. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, pharmaceutical people are getting uh, protesting low wages or not being paid. Yeah. I'll um, just uh yeah, pause it there. Multiple uh, factories and stuff had huge protests break out. Um, just wanted to say that it's not the same reason for protesting, but we're yeah. seeing a lot more public protests happen. Yeah, people are true. kind of inspired. It seems that way. And I think it's also people are uh, maybe a little less scared to share this because protests have always gone on in China. But I will be honest with you. The protests that I witnessed myself in China were usually very tame. Yeah. Just people holding always. banners and kowtowing on the side. Except the, the anti-Japan side. protests. I oh, watched yeah. them flip a car. Dude, I saw that. It was insane. The anti-Japan protests, they were allowed to run riots. Yeah, they and just, smashed JustCo yeah. completely. Yeah, I mean, I was there. I watched them smash a sushi shop and yep. all sorts of crap. Um, it was insane. And, you know, my clients who were normally... That that actually irked me a lot, you know, because at that time, there was a particular... Um, what was it? It was a it was a company that I was... Uh, I, I used to do, like, English teaching for their um, managers. So yep. we're talking about, like, very intelligent, middle-class, uh, well-to-do uh, people, okay? Yeah. This is a this is a good company as well. It was was it was like a financial company. It was a it was a, a well known company. Sure. Okay, I'm not going to say who they were, but sure. anyway. And I just remember discussing this with them. It came up in in topic, and I was shocked to find out that like half of the people in the room who I thought were very intelligent, normal people, had participated in this, and they were like saying, "Yeah, it was so great to go and smash the Japanese shops and the yeah, Shaorub and Guades like, and stuff." I was like, "These people that I thought were very." intelligent you know great normal middle-class people were out there shouting like oh japanese ghosts smashing shops and yeah. throwing rocks at, at toyotas and stuff i'm like there was what? also the flip side like my, some of my some of my chinese friends were very against them yeah i was thought it was ridiculous but mm-hmm. it is also not just about the anti-japanese xenophobia it was because people can't protest yeah so they, they needed an outlet <laughs> like you know well we're allowed to protest now <laughs> yeah. so let's just make the most of it maybe Anyway, so, yeah, we had that protest, which is great. YouTube, don't demonetize. It's just a chair. It's just a chair. Oh, just fast forward it. Okay, all right. I'll get past yeah, this. Yeah, there's no conflict there. Nothing. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of protests, there is a protest about Oh, we got to talk about Tesla for a second here. Um, so, hang on. There we are. That's not a video. No, it's just a, a still. So, um, Tesla sales in China dropped massively, Okay. Not a big surprise. No. Okay, here's what happened. <clears throat> Elon Musk and other manufacturers take note. When you allow the Chinese market to have your technology, they will copy it and they will release a much cheaper version, usually with more features. And then the state will protect them. Yes. And this is what happens. I mean, you see it with everything. Um, I remember I, I got a TV, just a normal CRT back you know, in China when I was first there. CRTs were still CRT, a thing. Yeah. Then. So my CRT TV, not only was it a TV, but it had like a built-in Nintendo like so knockoff cool. and all that stuff. But it was like had a couple of really bad homegrown games built oh. in. But the fact of the matter is, 
just because they can add it, they, they add it. And you'll find that with everything. When they release an EV, they, you, you've got to worry about the quality. You've got to worry about the battery catching fire. You've got to worry about these things. But it'll have built-in extra things that you would not normally have. So features that would be a premium that you would have to pay for in a Tesla, for instance, will already be baked into the, yeah. the Chinese software and into the, the Chinese car. So anyway, um, BYD and NIO and all these other EV uh, competitors in uh, China have now started to undercut Tesla massively, right? And also include all these extra features. So Teslas aren't selling very well. So what did Elon Musk do? He dropped the price. Now, if there's one thing that I've learned from all these real estate protests and stuff that you see in China is that if somebody's bought something and they paid, let's say, $100 for it, and then they find out that someone else paid $80 for the same product, they will lose their shit. They're like, I want those $20 back. You owe that to me because how dare you sell it cheaper? I paid $100. They only paid $80. Give me that $20 back. And that's what's happening with Tesla is because they dropped the price, all current Tesla owners are like protesting and demanding that they get paid that money, that discount money back, you know? Yep. And that's what's been going on in uh, China with regards to Tesla. It's not looking good for Tesla right now. No, it also cheapens the brand because rich yes. people that can afford a Tesla now have a cheaper car. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And that yeah, we were discussing this earlier, actually, face culture. Maybe you can explain that. Yeah, so... If, in China, um, mm -hmm. the average person can't buy a BMW or a Tesla or something, right? No. It's That's outlandish. The, the country's per-person GDP, on average, um, if you if you take away like the purchase power parity, just yes. how much money does someone make? It's like $10,000 a year, right? right? And that's everyone put together with the huge rich people skewing the whole thing yes. up, right? Yeah. So you're not buying a Tesla on $10,000 a year, let's be honest. No. So it's no. going to be really rich people. People are buying a car. They still see it as an investment, just like you would in a nice property. Yeah. So you have this beautiful, nice car. To them, it's not something that's going to lose value. It's something that projects their wealth. Yes. So if all of a sudden there's this massive price cut on it, you've just cheapened what they've spent a lot of money on. It's yeah. more so what you said, um, being like ripped off, right? Yeah, yeah. They want that. You know, like uh, here in the, in the States, you got those big box stores like Costco or whatever. Sure. And if you buy something from them and then you can, if you see it in the, the shop later and it's on discount on sale, you can actually go to their service yeah. and get the money back. Right. And if you look at the queues, you'll see who's there mostly. It's like old aunties and stuff. They right. just love that stuff. They love it. I'm like, I'm not standing in a queue for 20 minutes to get $10 back. No. That's not me, bro. Yeah. The, the, again, the little sprinkling yeah. on top of that, though, is now they have a cheaper car. It's, yes. le it's less like show-off-y. Yeah. that makes sense? Yeah. Anyway, so, we're running way over time. So let's, Okay, we'll let's move on forward. But yeah, um, that's not looking good for Tesla in China right now. No. When are they going to learn their <laughs> lesson? What do you see there, by the way? Oh, Watson's water. It looks like it's all gone. I wonder why. You know who was there? Hey, Sorry. Hey, what's that? <laughs> what a surprise yeah you i'm telling you what mm -hmm. if you leave a while you know like you put out cookies and milk for yeah yeah for, know, well whiskey and and uh cookies or whiskey and cookies or whatever for santa or I, this is that's a bad analogy you know if you like leave food outside like animals like a coyote might get it or a deer yes right? yes it's exactly the same with ball sack and watson's if you yes. leave an errant can of watson's it will get snatched yeah up. suddenly you know peter dazak's coming from nowhere <laughs> he's snatching that thing up yeah. like it's there's no tomorrow formulating how to cover up another global <laughs> yeah. pandemic yeah. anyway in minecraft of course yeah um but anyway we're going way over time guys so we'll hit some questions now oh we're going to move on to our q a yes. section 
Are you sure? We don't have any anything more? We got one more thing. What's oh, this? No, that is part of the protest. Oh, this is part of the Tesla protest. Yes. Okay. And you can see people have been signing um, yeah. a petition. Mm-hmm. You know, that looks like my, my chair has a massive shadow. But I swear, I swear, it's just it's a there. phone. Yeah, it's a phone. Someone's taking a on, photo. Like, a phone this is my, like, Throwing. I'm projecting myself onto you're this the, petition. You know, you're the shadow king. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Right, guys, it's time for Yum Cha, which is our Q&A. And this is where we get to answer your questions and you question our answers. Now, we leave this up through the weekend, but it gets cut out of the show on Monday. So if you are not watching live now, if you're not watching over the weekend, well, uh, stay awesome and we'll see you next time. If you are a patron, though, you always have access, doesn't matter what tier you are. Not only do you get access to our Discord, but you get access to full episodes, including the Q&As, if you ever desire to go back and watch them, you know, if there was a specific question that was answered, you know, something like that. Or if you've got nothing else to do and you're driving on a long road trip and you just want to hear some nonsense talk. Because a lot of interesting things happens in the Q&A. It does, yeah. It's not just nonsense. So there's actually some really fun stuff and some very insightful things happen. We get asked some great questions, is what I'm saying. Also, it's Shaban Hotier. So oh, yeah. Go so, to. yeah, go to patreon.com forward slash ADV podcast and you can join up if you have the means. And we'd very much appreciate that. And we'd love to welcome you aboard the team there. It's the only way we can make money to support ourselves, support the channel. Yeah. Anyway, time to loosen the tie and let's get into it. What do we got? First off, I have a massive Ooh. apology. What's that? To Billy Mazek. Okay. Uh, we had a debate last time about the um, Honda Magna. Yes. Uh, where he claimed it was a V4, mm-hmm. and I said, only the old ones are a V4. And he says, well, because I guess we're talking about the 90s one. Yeah. And I said they switched to a, a V-twin. A, a V-twin, right? So I looked it up. It looks like a V-twin. Mm-hmm. But, it's, but a it's a V4. No, but, 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 but. What? You know why? Why? Because the, the newer one that I saw was a V-twin. Okay. They made two versions of it. They made a 750 where they kept the V twin, but made or V4, but made it look like a V twin. Okay. And then they made a 250 version, which is the one I my neighbor had. Okay. Which is a V twin. That's okay. Why. All right. So, so it is a I, V4. Yes. I wasn't wrong. But you were wrong. But I was wrong to say that there it didn't exist. Right. That's why I was wrong. Okay. So I wanted okay. to give a deep apology to Billy. Hey, yeah. You're absolutely correct. Your memory is correct. You're not going crazy. I was wrong. Yeah. Hey, you know it takes a big man to apologize for his mistakes. Yeah. It's good course yeah if i'm wrong I'll, I'll be the first person to say that's it. what we do here bold and beautiful gimbal thank you for all the uh <laughs> he says chabu door but because he knows i'll get mad when people yeah, say sure. chabudor in a yeah. chabudor way yeah yeah um norman fair it sounds like death rate in rural parts of the country is really high does ccp not realize or care about this affecting food production don't give a shit knee-jerk reaction yeah it's all about dealing with whatever problem comes onto your plate remember food production they import 70% of their food. The yeah. rural farms don't produce much. They don't really give too much of a... You don't care too much about that, let's yes. be honest. Yes. Uh, Black Halo 6. Oh, man, at this rate, you're all going to have to make this a Thursday show. Lol, breaking news always happens on Thursday, apparently. It really does, actually. Yeah. The past few times, Black Halo 6, shout out to the mod uh, on our Discord. Does a great yes. job. Um, one of the huge issues I've seen is that whenever we have a breaking story, it seems to be on a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. It's not by design, guys. And no. we apologize. We don't like to move it from Fridays, and it only happens occasionally. We thought it was important to bring up the whole 
uh, situation with the yeah. Chinese police stations today. I also wanted to give our perspective before it started hitting some of the bigger outlets because I don't think anything is wrong, but I think a lot of it's kind of like a lot of people misinterpreted. Yeah, they don't understand it. Yeah, I thought we have so much personal experience with it. That's the thing is that we've been victims of this yeah. too, and um, you know we don't discuss that too much. No, we don't because inspire. we don't want to inspire anything. But you know the fact that this transnational repression stuff and the the people trying to attack us happens to us a lot and has happened a lot. We have genuine insight mm -hmm. into how it works and why it's so dangerous and why it's so infuriating that no one seems to take it seriously. Yeah, well said. You know? Um, Turd Ferguson says, you both do wonderful work. I'm very glad I started watching the content you create. Speaking the, Keep speaking the truth. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. Alien, C -Milk, don't replace the intro song. Please do not. Just because of that, <laughs> you're getting no intro next time. I'm going to fix that. Don't worry, I'll fix nope, it. No, I'll make sure when we start start streaming, it just goes right into the show. I hate that. You know that You know that if you've got a small channel, it just does that? I does always it? I always thought that um, people are so unprofessional, right? Yeah. Because like you see some people doing live streams and they always like start, they start and they're always like looking around at, oh, are we live? Are we live? Oh, you know? Oh. And I was like, people suck. I was yeah. thinking, like, people yeah. suck so bad. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with them? And then I tried a little live stream test on my no-name channel. I'm trying to do a tech thing on the side. Don't worry. Like, it's uh, just a little personal sure. uh, passion project. And I was like, let me try a live stream. And I clicked stream, and it just went live. They didn't give you that. You know, we have an option oh, yeah, to yeah, say yeah. go live yeah. or whatever. It doesn't give you that. Oh, no way. It just went straight into it. And then I was like looking around. I'm like, am I my, live? And my I'm like, biggest I, am, peeve. I suck now. My biggest bit <laughs> peeve is because yeah. I watch a bunch of stuff that I'm interested in, like yeah, aquarium yeah. channels and yeah. car channels. And whenever they could do like a live stream, it's like, so I'm just going to let a couple minutes here, guys, for you guys to get. I, I can't stay. If anyone does live <laughs> don't streaming, do that. Just go and right whatever you it. do, don't be like looking for people and no, waiting for a comment. No. And like, we're just going to wait for a few people. Am I who, live? Is this going Yeah. Through? And then it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Blah, blah, blah. Because the first yeah. person says yeah. something. No, just get straight into the top. Go topic. right into it. If you do ever, it. that's our pro tip. Yes, do it. Noise uh, Junkie Records. I'm finally on time. Can I get some love for my homie Subway Wonder Man? Oh, here it comes. Hey. Do I look like a subway wonder man? man? He's great. Uh, oh, he is great. Great. But you know, you know that this clip, by the way, this. Wow, so good. <laughs> Whoops. The the Rick, <laughs> the Ricochet clip it comes from the Subway Wonder Man episode. It does. There's so much lore in that one. So we've played it so many times that when I look back on that, I was like, wait, he's actually. That I was like, whoa, our clip is on there, and I'm like, wait, wait, no, that's actually yeah, from yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, it's from there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure counter trolling Wuma on Winston's Twitter. Jerry <laughs> Thank Huang, you. We'll be releasing Jerry Huang, friend of the channel. Yeah. Um, will be re he's a Chinese Australian that goes after the Wu Maos. Mm -hmm. Does spot Good job. spot on work, very accurate. He'll be releasing a new video debunking the conspiracy theory that CGTN's tweet regarding Peng Shui's being uh, translation from the original Chinese version to English, despite CGTN clearly saying it was an email. Great, that's good. Good. Uh, Mr. Keys, let's give it up for Xiaoban Ho. Oh, so young and so beautiful. Oh, definitely. Yes, younger and beautiful. Heck yeah, that's, and by, by the way, if you're new, that is a beautiful window in on China's AI technology. Yeah, there's a couple of episodes back if you want to see about China's AI, uh, you'll have a laugh. Quinn F, the reason you do not understand China, why China is justifiably outraged, is that you forget to not think about it. Well, that's, okay. that's big brain. That's deep. Bazi, have you seen a bunch of Chinese nationalists, angry on Twitter, of course, that Disneyland Resorts wished a Lunar New Year and not a Chinese New Year? Oh, God, I don't want to get into that. 
Yeah. And yeah. you know what? I just want to say Lunar New Year because Vietnam also, yeah, various that, other places, they, they celebrate it. Call it Lunar New Year. It's fine. Or, or do whatever you want. You call it Chinese yeah, New Year. Yeah, you do whatever you want. I'll call it I call it Chinese New Year too, but I'm not going to get mad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Sorry, JPN, out of all your Chinese lodging horror stories, nobody told you to go down uh, down in a van down by the river. Oh, it's from that podcast. What um, podcast? That one about Benadryl that people always talk about. Oh, I don't know. I actually that. saw some. Yeah, I remember they always bring it up. They yeah, but I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I watched some clips from it. It's actually pretty funny. Okay. Uh, the Ape of Naples, Ephedra and Benadryl, French chef's kiss. <laughs> French. French chef's kiss, yeah. yes. That's gl- I'm glad you cl- clarify that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeff, cider hype. Jeff's wife didn't take the pills. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you know how many people are quoting that the whole episode? We have yeah. to make sound bites out of that. I, okay, especially like I have a cold. That's, yeah. And I want to. I want you to cut right after it says I have. You have a cold, Jeff. I have a cold. <laughs> yes. It's like brainwash. Yep. Take here. Take this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. There's more because oh, the other crap. stuff that I've downloaded so is just it's better. Just wait for it's it. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. We thought that was a good intro because actually that's the chronology. Like the people appear in the other episodes. Yes. It's a weird movie, but it's <laughs> it's strange because like Jeff and Jeff's wife, they they come back to life or whatever. Yeah, you just spoiled it. Oh, I'm just saying, like it's weird. <laughs> now they're not going to pay for Netflix. Always <laughs> <laughs> junkie. Yeah. Why is my dead mail order by giving me drugs? <laughs> oh, oh, rough, rough, rough. White boy. I didn't say it. No. Good lord, that overdub. I've heard better voice acting in the House of the Dead games, and that's that's a big that's a big yes, statement. yeah, yeah. Is that's the worst. Yeah. Did you ever play the Typing of typing the dead. dead. It's my favorite voice acting in any vo- of any yeah. video game. I think. Typing so cool. Of the dead. Yeah. It's the only mature rated educational game ever yeah. made. Yeah. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I played the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. Bjarni Christiansen, his wife probably took the pills as well. Yes. <laughs> Before him, he's he. You know what? That that could be his suicide pact. He's like, I'm gonna see you soon, honey. It's literally because he's hearing her in his head, and he's like, yeah. imagining her. He's like, I'm coming to join you. I'll take this, and then that's it. And he passes it, euthanizes himself. It's literally <laughs> that UFO cult. Yes, it's yeah, Heaven's scene, Gate. It's it's a scene from Heaven's Gate. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if he's wearing Nikes. We should check next time. Let's zoom in. Yeah. We'll enhance it. Yeah, enhance. Turd Ferguson, I have a cold. Please make that a soundbite. Yeah, I know you mm-hmm. guys would. I knew you guys would love it's, that. It's going to have to happen, yeah. Carrie Fronger, been a while. Uh, Jeff the Cold Man is awesome to come back to. It's, yeah. It's one of the names. And don't right? worry, he's he makes appearances mm. in many other, you know, adverts so weirdly enough and as different characters yeah weirdly enough liang hua ching one is a series yes. <laughs> they made a series yes they did with all that money they made mm-hmm. rtm Coslo says uh why collective sponsored by german public tv just did a great documentary about the secret police station and how they threatened chinese people in germany and that's what we've linked down below yeah good call though yeah uh, it's in the description and i pinned it yes please if you do anything after the show is over go watch it it's only 20 yeah. minutes gives you some insight yeah mm-hmm Sorry. Son of a jump. Son of a jump. Uh, the swastika is forbidden in Germany, even reversed from Dragon's Fourth Child. Mm-hmm. Someone should let them know. Brian yeah. Kane, the new apex symbol is like China under the CCP. Pretty images of cultures and natures to hide nature to hide crimes against humanity and racial superiority complex. Yeah. Actually, yeah, kind of accurate, to be honest. Saberjet, not only is he German, but he was a kid in Hitler's Germany. <laughs> yeah. He should remember. Maybe uh, he just secretly supports it. That's why he likes that. Who knows? Yeah, it's hard to tell. But I mean, that that is a bit. I mean, he's a bit on the nose. The no, but you should probably be. You should protest. He's obviously very big in that organization. Yeah. yeah. He could have abstained. He could have walked out. He's like, this is no, no swastikas allowed. And yeah. Then everyone be like applauding. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, yeah, I'm here to unveil this. 
you know whatever dude this is like rainbow swaths it's like yeah (laughs) anyway shattering delusions Klaus says look guys you gotta understand china Mm -hmm. true yeah you gotta understand china uh, Black Halo 6, our mod on Discord says, I'm all in on the Liang Hua Qingwen cinematic universe. It's yes. a wild twist, twist-filled trip similar to Fight Club. It yep. really is full of twists. It is. It's got cinema, like cinematic elements. It's pretty amazing, yeah. It's great. I love it. It's a, probably one of the best finds you've ever pulled Yeah, out. for a while. It's, yeah. Yeah, I've been kind of running dry on it. I can, so I can only watch Rick and Miranda for so long, know. you know? But it's so obscure. It's like mm. 50 views on each I know, it's I great. I find this. I was, uh, it was actually... Because of the Lianhua Qingwen shill things, and you uh, know that other channel, Free China, yeah. he found a compilation of them. And then when I dug in, I found the individual episodes. Oh, yeah. gotcha! <laughs> I saw the compilation. You yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, PRD Alien says, "I got my Obsidian bracelet today. My wife disappeared, and I got a call." Luckily, my Lianhua Qingwen capsules let me see her. Yeah, yeah. That is yeah. a great comic because that ties everything together. It does. It certainly does. Oh gosh. Lengua Chingwen's about as effective as the Black Obsidian Bracelet. It is. But the more you think about it, the more it looks like the, the dude's literally like, he's, he's trying to kill himself to go join his wife. True, that too. It looks like that Because she died. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's got the pills in she, his she had the She had the pills in her hand. Yeah. And then she's dead. Yeah. And then he suddenly has the pills in his hand. Oh. And he's like, okay, I'll join you now. The FDA put out a warning for a reason. <laughs> right? Yeah. Andres Gidvarsky says, Who's, who even goes to China these days? You'd be surprised. Not many. Yeah. <laughs> but there are people that are in my sphere mm. that know us very well that are like, yeah, I'm still going to go visit and do this and this and this. And I'm like, all right, dude. I mean, it's, yeah, it's fine. Especially if you've got family obligations. Um, you could still go to, to, well, it's very difficult and it's, Here's the thing, like if you were going to go on holiday anywhere in the world, it would it would be cheaper and less hassle to go anywhere else. Anywhere. Yeah, go to Japan, go to yeah. Thailand, go to Hawaii, go wherever, Maldives, you know, go to Africa. But going to China, it's still a hassle right now. Yeah. And it's expensive because they don't have that many flights. Yeah. And if your country's maybe like requiring tests, they may just cancel your visa anyway or something. Also, maybe you don't want to support the CCP at some Yeah, way. true. Uh, Tyler Fingerly says, is Klaus Schwab similar to Xi, like in a scale of 1 to 10? What, how would you rate his Xi Jinpingness? I think his Xi Jinpingness is at least a 4. I actually don't know anything about him. All I know is that he keeps supporting uh, China, and he keeps trying to encourage other investors and so yeah. on, and the World Economic Forums and all that, to support Xi Jinping's China. Yeah, we're not trying to jump on that like uh, Great Reset bullshit. Yeah, stuff. but it's just the, the guy is just unreasonable. For support of the CCP. In the face of the massive failures that have been happening now with zero COVID, the slowing down of the economy, the awful things that Chinese people have had to put up with over the years with the zero COVID and stuff, he just jumps out of the blue and trumpets it all and says, this is great. The Chinese government's amazing. Invest. Yeah. It's sus. It's sus as all hell. It is mad sus. Yeah. Just Uh, like his uh, logo. Yes. And he also says, between Biden and Putin, who... Do you think embodies more similarities to Xi Jinpingness? What do you think? Putin, Come obviously. On. They're allies. Yes. Cam Ann says, I've been watching the show for a couple months now. I thought I should finally send you some cash. I love how goofy you guys have been today. Have a good one. Oh, thanks. thanks. We got to keep it fun. Like, mm-hmm. this is not freaking today. We're going to learn that China has exploding helmets. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now that's some bullshit. One of our bullshit. competitors. That's some bullshit <laughs> One right of our there. competitors managed to put out a clip mm-hmm. that said China's soldiers has exploding helmets. Guys, if you want people to take the anti-CCP movement seriously, mm-hmm. my advice to you, lay off the bullshit. Lay off yeah. the conspiracy theory. It, by the way, that whole idea of exploding helmets um, is so stupid. Because let's just say, let, let's just say that um, they did have exploding helmets. Yeah. Okay, first of all, your transmitter is going to have to have a hell of a signal range if you're yes. going to actually use it on a battlefield. But imagine what a great weakness that would be to exploit. What so, the heck? So the, hack the, the, just hack it. The yeah. American military or whoever, <laughs> the Japanese military or Korean military or anything, they just hack that signal yeah. and they just press the button and all the Chinese soldiers die. Yeah. It's dumb. It would never... Maybe they thought about it once. Maybe they like yeah, sure. said that it's an, uh, this might be a thing, but that has never happened. It will never happen. My it's gosh. nonsense. It's garbage. Anyone don't with common sense would know. Don't say shit like that. Nope. You know, like that's what... I don't want to get into it. Yeah, it's, it's dumb. It's just like, stop. It's dumb. It's dumb. Fact check your shit. Yeah. We do. Yeah. We're, we don't even have an organization. It's just two guys, it's two just best us. friends hanging yeah. out talking about China because we exactly. live there. Yeah. And we do more due diligence. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Jeez. And we have a joke show, too. Like, we have jokes <laughs> well, let's shit. hope so. Yeah. Maybe out maybe. of a Mickey Mouse mug for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, come on, you know. Anyway, I love the behind-the-scenes footage. This is from Brian, Brian Kane oh. uh, from Conquering Northern China. May I ask where... You were you now able to release the footage from North Korean entertainers? Yes, it is on the. Uh, it's in the behind the scenes. Set. Yeah. Well, if he's talking about that, he would have seen it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait. What? <laughs> it's just blurred. Oh okay. Maybe he's saying unblurred. No, we're not going to unblur it. No, we can't unblur it because, as we probably explained there, we were literally told by the the sort of manageress over there that um, the the woman's lives would be in danger. She actually went like this, like you yeah. know. If we don't delete the footage, yes, so, you know. so uh, it's yeah. not something we'd ever be comfortable doing, even though who knows what the fate of those people were. Who but. knows? But we did our due diligence. And for a moral reason, we held back on even, you know, mentioning it for or years. showing anything for years and years. Now we've released, but it's completely blurred. Nobody yeah. will ever be recognized. No. Yeah. No, it's really well blurred. Yeah. Uh, Tyler says, have you seen the American federal government becoming more and more like the CCP? What is your take on the Fed's growing CCP-ness? Tyler, it sounds like you are leading. These are called leading questions. Mm-hmm. And no, I absolutely do not see that um, no. at all. I guess, you know, when you live in a country like America where you're so used to freedoms. Yeah. When you see things coming out where the it seems like directives are being given. Yeah. You know, or oh, you're reading the wrong yeah, thing. If It might <laughs> seem that way to you because you're just spoiled. Or you're consuming Russia and China propaganda. <laughs> and these guys are like, it's a slippery slope. You know, yeah, you would yeah, say we're yeah. spoiled. But I tell you what, you let give them one inch, they'll take a mile. That's if not, dude. Okay, the CCP is really just nothing like the federal no, government. You never yeah. compare those. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it can't, it's not even close. But it's good to keep your government in check. That is correct. That's all I want. And it's good, good to question your government. But don't, say, but don't compare those two. Erroneous comparisons are dumb, and I think it actually does a disservice to actually solving problems. Yeah. You, know, you, have, you can participate in your government. You yes. can't do that in China. Yeah. Lecker says, there's a popular saying in China that the CCP is the largest anti-Chinese group in the world for a number of good reasons. Yes, mm-hmm. you're absolutely correct. Yes, like it is. Mm-hmm. IO, IO flow, boy. CCP sucks. Bears are cool. Bears are cool is banned on this channel. We don't say <laughs> bears are cool anymore. <laughs> that just, was just want to, that's a deep cut. Yeah. Just want to smile. Would love to do a VR gathering on some online game. I have an Xbox and Game Pass and a PC. Let's go. That's one thing we're going to work on. Yes, we could do that. We got yeah. those Quest 2s or whatever. Yeah. Um, or whatever. There's like a new one, right? That yeah. We don't have. I think it's Chabadol. 
I don't really. I, honestly, I'm not a huge VR fan. It was oh. like a fun novelty in the VR. Oh, dude, I think it's I think it's such an incredible idea. I've always been interested in VR since its inception. Everyone has. Yeah. It's just never really been able to pull it off right. We're, we're about as good as it's going to yeah. get right now. Yeah. It can get better in the future, but you know what? It's still... I still don't use it. Yeah. You know? No. I, I've used it, but I don't... I'd, I'd rather sit down in front of my SNES. Sure. And I'd rather play PlayStation. Of course. You know? Yeah. But if it means meeting you guys, that's a different story. If there's a tool or a use for it, that's a different story. I'm all for that, but I hope that we can use some kind of a uh, thing where people that don't have VR can participate. Too. Yeah, you can like go to a link. Yeah, and be able to join Watch, in like yeah. on a 2D, around. you know, flat screen. 2D plebs. Yeah, two, yeah. yeah, something like that. What do they call them again? F- flat screeners or... I don't know. Whatever. Um, recreate the port of Tando. I don't think we can recreate <laughs> Port of Dandong. Imagine if we were to shoot that. Yeah. Uh, Lewis Randall says, fan from Guam. Well, shout out to Guam. Cool. Uh, the recent worker riot in Chongqing was actually very close to where I used to live. Feels sad that that place to, as close to me personally is going through this, even though it's already expected. Mm. Um, Tyler again says, Wolf Warrior Diplomacy, more like Gunkai Diplomacy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get out of here. <laughs> it means roll away. Get out of here. It actually just translates to F off. Yeah. Snappy452, Australia, better watch them emus. They never formally, formally uh, signed a peace treaty. That would be a proper warning. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from Xiaoqian, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trace155, th- these, those things are going to give me nightmares. I'm assuming you're talking about those dolls. Which ones? Oh, those, yes, yeah. Wow. That's, that's rough. Wow. That's their latest, um, their latest stuff, you know. That's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Mew L. Kind of scarred having to look up all that stuff. There's some pretty, pretty it's weird, weird. things weird. going on there. Where does all the money from the Silk Road projects and prison camps come from? This very generous of you, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. It comes from the central government. It's very, very simple. It comes. From, they can print as much as they want. They can also absorb anything they want. They can mm-hmm. take over huge conglomerates. They can they have a federal reserve, just like any other country. That's how yeah. it works. Yeah. Uh, PR, PRD Alien O, oh, I saw Seamilk buying a Chicago pizza yesterday. Why would you say that here? <laughs> when our eyes met, I dropped my pineapples and they landed upside down and he winked at me. <laughs> False. I can see that being real. That was last week. <laughs> uh, yeah. I popped a beetle nut in my mouth to relax. It was like swords slashing my mouth open. <laughs> I grabbed my pineapples and I ran into Clam Man and Chinese Ox. Hmm. I wasn't able to help you there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Then a leprechaun grabbed my pineapples and ran away. My obsidian bracelet began glowing, and a big guy turned to me with his thumbs up saying, Nice. <laughs> nice. I followed the leprechaun and saw him standing by the door, cackling. Suddenly I heard, Hmm? Oh, and I jumped back as a stream of piss landed on him. <laughs> <laughs> I just left, but as I did, Seamilk walked by and I heard him mumbling about beetle nuts slashing his cheeks open with micro cuts, and he noticed me and <laughs> yeah, shouted, such bullshit. Get, got to my knees in the breeze, brother! <laughs> Yeehaw! I yeah. was in awe as he rode off blaring Imagine Dragons radioactive wearing a minion helmet. <laughs> Dude! Oh, that's a story. Yeah. That's yeah. a green text if I've ever seen one. It's, a, it's excellent. Wow, that's, that's just made my day. Yeah. Thank you. 
Jay Jenkinson, what is the most dangerous product for the U.S. to be dependent on China to provide? I hear a lot about rare earths being a concern. I would probably say rare earths. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, also, have you noticed if you buy fish in the supermarket, it's like made in a product of China or whatever? Yeah, I mean, from a, from a health perspective? No, I mean, I think it's dangerous because the unethical fishing of those yeah, fishing fleets stripping all the oceans out. Um, you should not be getting your fish and your food products from China. You should be getting it from the local fishermen, surely. And you know what actually is the worst? And I'm going to just bring this up now. It's this Temu bullshit. Dude. We're going to do a whole thing on it. I am so sick and tired of seeing those ads. Oh, $3.99, free shipping to your door from China. You know, this stupid tongue or whatever. You know, this like cooking thing or this shoe for $2.99. Please don't support those guys. You have no idea how much damage you're, you're doing. You're doing a deep dive for them, yeah. right? You do, Maybe you my do next video, video, right? Probably my next video. Yeah, you should. But please don't support them. You've, you're damaging so much if you do. You're hurting a lot of local businesses. Well, you're hurting everything. Everything. Yeah. Even, even companies like Amazon and stuff, because you're no longer going through any American or any European or any your country's company Oh, yeah, no matter West, anymore. East, anywhere. You're dealing directly with China and yeah. you're skipping everything. And they're taking advantage of the World Trade Organization's yeah. free shipping, yeah. which is supposed to be for developing countries like in Africa and in, South America. Yeah, and any, America. Yeah, any poor country that it's supposed to be that. But China with a space program is taking advantage of that shit to send stuff that you think you're getting for free shipping, but you're actually paying for it through your tax dollars. It's bad. Please don't support those. You'll get into if it. If it sounds too good to be true, it is. It is. Doc Slothington says, although this past Monday's show deeply scandalized my sensibilities, I'll still be there for Monday. Have a good weekend, fellas. Thanks, Doc. Doc, also, also a mod, uh, 300 years old, Victorian era. Mm -hmm. uh, great guy. And yeah. we want to say thank you so much for joining us on this Thursday. Sorry we went over, um, but yeah. we'll catch you on Monday. Absolutely. We can't wait mm -hmm. to see you then, uh, guys. If you're part of the Shaban Ho, we'll see you there. You've got a video coming up. I do. Actually, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Keep an eye out for my video. Um, it's going to be a good one. It's mm -hmm. going to be about um, how China is really, really gearing up for this idea of war. But with the war games being played out, it looks like China is going to be on the losing end. But they're shifting tactics in a very, very sinister way. Yes. Um, and if you haven't seen my video this past week, that was all about, you know, the, the travel restrictions and the plans that China has for you for this new year. I suggest you go and check, take a look. Yeah, there's a link in the description. And we'll see you through all our normal regular stuff too next week. We can't wait to see you and uh, have a fantastic weekend. Have a great Friday tomorrow because it's Thursday today. Yes. Ah, oh, man, it just feels like Friday. It does. Yeah. Anyway, oh. uh, we can't wait to see you next time. And until then, you know the drill. As always, stay awesome. And I'll try not to cut myself off once again.